0: From my heart and from my hand Why don't people understand my intention?
1: Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio The Druff and Friends show I am Todd Dan druff us Once again coming to you After a hiatus we were not on last week February 3rd's show was cancelled Because I was on vacation I could have cancelled tonight too Because as has been a Problem that I've been Experiencing over the last few months I have another cold This is again thanks to my son Benjamin Who just catches them Very easily as young kids do And then because I have a lot of contact with him It's very easy to catch it from him So when he gets them, it's hard to avoid getting them myself If I didn't have any kids, I would get a lot fewer colds A lot fewer But uh, I've said before I'm not going to do this show when I have a cold But I've decided I'm doing it tonight anyway I don't want to miss another week I don't want it to be three weeks between shows And this cold is not as bad as the last one I had So I'm going to do it. If I have to pause to blow my nose or cough or something, I will turn off the mic and do it. And you can just suffer through the dead air for a few seconds. But fortunately, this week we have a co-host, so it will be a little bit easier for me to go quiet. And hopefully he can speak in my absence when I'm blowing mucus out of my nose, which I'm sure is a picture that you all want to have in your mind. trying to put on the co-host right now. And he's not answering. He's just saying, calling, calling, calling. This is Daredevil we're putting on tonight, uh, the permanent guest host of Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the dreff and Friend show. What's up? Oh, there you are. All right. Very good. So uh, the Hello? permanent... Yeah, can you hear me? Uh-oh. He can't hear me. This, uh, Gosh. Why? You can't hear me. I mean, it looks... Looks okay on my end. That figures. I I just hung up on him. I mean, I I don't know. Every time he comes on the show, it's fine. This time, it it just doesn't work. I heard him. He couldn't hear me. I I just had a feeling it wasn't going to work. I just had a feeling something was going to go wrong here. It wasn't going to be, like, really easy. Just, like, he comes on and here he is. Just see what he's saying in Skype. Now, he says he can't hear me. Weird. I, I don't know what to say here. I mean, everything looks the same on my end. All right, I'm going to do a test call. Watch this. I'm going, to, I'm going to make a phone call out to test this thing. I'm going to produce the show, actually debug the show during the show. We're going to call a toll-free directory information. See if they can hear me.
2: Toll-free directory assistance powered by AT&T.
1: What toll-free listing would you like? Yeah, I'd like the butt sex hotline, please.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't find a match. Let's try again. Please say the listing name that you would like.
1: Yes, I would like the deadbeat dad hotline, please.
2: I think you said U.S. Public Aid Department. If that's mm-hmm. not correct, press 9. Otherwise, I'll check for that listing.
1: <laughs> okay. You'll hear why later in the show. Why I said that second thing—the butt sex thing—I just made up out of nowhere. You know what's on my mind. But um, it can hear me, so that should mean Daredevil can hear me too, and he can't. So I think it's on his end. I can blame him. Yeah, he's saying it's. I'm trying to call him back. This is embarrassing. Like just right out the gate we have fail. Right out the gate, can't even get anything done before fail occurs. First it like rings a million times before he answers. You can't hear it, but I see it like ring, 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 ring. He doesn't answer. Then he finally comes on and cannot hear me. I'm telling you, I think it's on his end. I think he should reboot or something. I don't. I don't know what to say. I'm at a loss. AT&T could hear me. I bet that Verizon guy could hear me if I called him. I bet that would work. So what? Can't he can't even answer the phone here. He can't answer Skype. It's just ringing. Ah, boy. All righty. Um, I, I guess I'm going to have to fly solo here until... Uh, Until he actually can get this working.
2: The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable.
1: What a joke. What a joke. Can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? How do you build America's largest wireless network? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you, yes. Can you hear me? What if he's messing with me? No. Talk. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? If this is gonna be my fault, I'm gonna have egg all over my face, but uh yeah, he can't hear me. <laughs> this is, what is going on here? Alright. I don't know what to say. So there's only so much time we can spend on this. Um. Yeah seriously serious Says riveting stuff druff Five dollars in the chat room is uh, Putting up an emoticon of A guy being punched in the face I think it means he wants to punch me in the face <laughs> for, for doing this terrible beginning of the show So let's let's get on with this
3: <laughs>
1: Daredevil's saying he can go on his Xbox to talk to me Alright I mean, whatever works just Call me back, Daredevil, when you're ready I'll go on with the intro to the show What a disaster I apologize for those listening either live or in the archives This is a bad start here We're already uh, breaking out to uh, a big deficit in the show We're already way down here if this were a competition, we would not be doing well Alrighty So, uh, as usual... We have a free roll this week. The free roll is 100 dollars, thanks to Forbett, who bet against various people on Poker Frottleler as to who would win the Super Bowl. He bet on New England, and even though it didn't look good for him coming into the fourth quarter, New England pulled it out, and the Seahawks did not win their second Super Bowl in a row. And he won, I believe, a1,000 dollars and he gave 100 of that to the free roll. So it's very generous of Forbet. You know Forbet trolls me, he trolls the forum sometimes, but you know when it came right down to it, he gave us 100 bucks for the free roll. So thank you Forbet this money all came from him for tonight's free roll. It is no limit holdem. It'll take place at 7:40 Pacific time about 45 minutes from now. On the No Fraud Online Poker Room, the prizes are 50 for first place, 24 for second, 13 for third, 8 for fourth, 5 for fifth. 50, 24, 13, 8, and 5. You need a separate account for the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which you can find at the top of Poker Fraud Alert. And you don't need any play chips. You don't need anything. You just need an account that works. And to qualify for the free money, you need to have a registered account on Poker dated 2012 or 2013. By the way, Daredevil, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, wonderful. All right. Finally. I'm on the old uh, Xbox One, so
4: the mic is not as good, but uh, I don't know what was going on with Skype. I, I, I did a, You know you can do that test call thing, so I did that before the show, and it worked. So oh, well, you, I should. Don't
1: know. you could reboot. I, something was weird on your end. Anyway, oh, uh, right. so, so I was just telling you about the free roll. If you have an account on the Poker Fraudler Forum dated after 2013, then you need to get an exception from me. You need to email dandruff at com. dandruff at com. Convince me you've been listening to the show for at least three weeks, and you can do so by telling me things you heard on the episodes that are not in the official show description. Is it okay if you listened to three episodes yesterday? Yes, as long as you heard three shows and can tell me three things that happened in those shows that were not in the show description, then I will give you a lifetime exception to win the free money here, provided that you remain in good standing on Poker Fraudlers. If I ban you or something, then the exception's gone. You just need to do it once, but you need to do it before the free roll starts tonight at 7.40 p.m. Pacific Time. You can late register up to 25 minutes late, meaning up to 8.05 p.m. Pacific Time. And it's a pretty good shot, you have to win money because these are not large fields. This is a much better free roll than anything you'll see on a poker site because you're going to be competing against thousands of people here. Uh, this one, you have like fewer than 100. And, you know, it's real money involved. F- first place is 50 bucks. It's not big money, but it's real money. So, something you can do if you're listening live and just want to play a little poker in the background reason I do this, of course, is I don't want free roll leeches. I don't want people who just play the free roll and don't listen to the show and don't read the form. You have to at least listen here. You have to be a real listener to qualify for the free money. If you want to call into the show, the phone number is 775-372-8355, better known as 775 fraud 55 You can also call the Mount Charleston line, which is an old 70s rotary phone that sits on top of Mount Charleston, which is a mountain near Las Vegas. It does get snow during the winter. I went there in December with my son, Benjamin. He enjoyed it. He played in the snow and went down on his toboggan. That phone number is 702-430-1808, 702-430-1808. No matter which number you call, make sure to show your caller ID. Otherwise, you will not get through. If you want to text me during the show, I will read your text on the air unless you ask me not to. And if you ask me not to, make sure to say so at the beginning of the text, not after the text. That phone number is the same as our main phone number, 775-372-8355, 775-372-8355. You can do so during, before, or after the show. I will get your text, and I will respond to you. So I'm going to read some that I already got prior to the show. Once it got in between last show and this show, let's see. On uh, January twenty eighth, from the three one zero, hey Todd, time for me to check in. I'm your resident old lady listener, fifty five year old mom of two, been playing poker for twenty five years, started playing one two limit studded commerce. So yes, not only do you have a female listener, but an old one at that. These are her words, not mine. So, wow. we have an old lady here who listens to the show. She's really not that old. I mean, she's 55 is only 12 years older than me. So, that's yeah. not, like, really old. It's just older. Uh, that was on January 28th. She's listened to our other shows we've had in the past on other sites as well. I'm glad we still have her along. Uh, let's see, from the... 352 area code This is from another female I was talking about females I wasn't sure we had Any female listeners So I had another one Chime in Yes Todd You have at least One woman that listens Eventually I don't know what that means But uh, She is uh, She's at least The second one actually She's just now Getting to your January 28th episode I guess she's catching up Oh I see In regards to you Making sexist comments What do you think She's going to say
4: Well, she's a fan of the show. I guess she'd say, yeah, don't worry about it at all.
1: Um, To discover if there are any female listeners, there isn't much out there that offends me. Case in point, I used to be a listener on your other show. Uh, Actually, overly sensitive women annoy the piss out of me. So feel free to say whatever you want, (laughs) which has never been a problem for you anyway. So thank you. That's from the 352. Um, Let's see here. What about that
4: gay Jewish guy that used to text you?
1: I, I don't know. He just kind of vanished. It's mm. a shame. Maybe he listens to Jason Somerville now. Probably.
4: Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. He's running it up in more ways than one. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
1: From the 470 area code, if you're playing live cash at a casino, if you bought in for 1K and cash out 6K, do you have to report that to the IRS, or do you have to sign any papers when you cash out? Basically, I'm asking if you play a cash game at a casino one day, you win 8K or so. Now he's saying 8K instead of 5K. Uh, are you going to have to claim that on tax day? Well, yes and no. Uh, you're not going to have to fill out any tax papers unless you cash out 10,000 or more. Uh, depending on the pot in the casino, they may take your information to see if you're making several transactions in one day that add up to 10k. They're supposed to do that. Some keep track of it. Some don't. Uh, the most lax one about this is Commerce. Commerce, you can walk up and uh, um, cash out 9,900 and they won't question it. Like, like they're <laughs> supposed to. They're supposed to by law like keep track of what's known as structuring like that, but they don't. They don't give a crap. Uh, but uh, places like the Bellagio, I think, will actually take down your name. So if you make like four transactions of three k each, they know you got twelve out. But that's the federal law is it has to be ten k or more. Then you have to fill out what's known as a CTR form, a cash uh, transaction record, and that's buying in or out when you're cashing out. Uh, but uh, as far as taxes, this is how it works with gambling. Um, whether you're a professional gambler or not, the taxes you owe, and I'm talking about the United States, the taxes you owe are your net gambling winnings minus your net gambling losses for that calendar year. So if you win a bunch on January 1st, let's say you win 100k on January 1st, do you have to pay taxes? No. Not yet. If you then lose 105k from that point forward for the remainder of 2015, you will not owe any taxes on that 100k win because you will have actually ended up losing 5k in gambling for the calendar year of 2015 uh, Can you deduct that 5k From your other income? No you can't But uh, you won't have to pay any taxes On that 100k you won Now how do you prove you lost the money back? Well you you should keep records You're supposed to keep a notebook Or whatever record you can Of where you were when you lost the money uh, you know Who was there with you That could verify it What casino you were at you know, What game you were playing So if the IRS asked for this afterwards You can show it to them uh, and then they make a determination if they believe you, basically. So uh, <laughs> now you don't have to submit this with your taxes. You don't have to send in this paper or this notebook. But in case you're audited, you should have it. So uh, um, what if you win a tournament on January 1st, for example, for $100K? Uh, can you just fake losing for the rest of the year and say you owe nothing? Well, I mean, you can try that. But uh, if they question it and um, and you can't convince them that you really lost the money, or you're caught lying, then you could be uh, in a lot of trouble, obviously. So I'm not advocating doing that, but uh, uh, basically with gambling, it's almost like a self-reporting thing. You you do get forms when you win a tournament over a certain amount of money, and uh, that doesn't mean you automatically owe taxes. You can then declare gambling losses against that if you really have them. So it's all about the calendar year. So unfortunately, if you win – if you've been breaking even for the whole year and you win a bunch on December 31st, uh, you're going to owe taxes even if you chunk it all back off on the next day, January 1st. It's all about right. the calendar year. So, so keep that in mind too. So that's – so uh, what happens if you buy in for $1K and cash out 8 k Nothing. Just keep a note of it that you won the money and, uh, and you know, see what you've won when the whole year's over. And then the next April 15th, uh, then you do whatever you're supposed to do. And that's it. But at the moment, you don't get money withheld. Now, a few states are different. And of course, um, we're talking about poker cash game winnings, not tournament winnings, not uh, slot machine winnings. Like, for example, the state of Louisiana, if you hit a jackpot of some sort, uh, they take state withholding immediately that you if you're a Louisiana resident, you just they keep. And if you're not, then you have to file papers to get it back. So there's a lot of little things some states do, but uh uh, for the most part what i described is generally what happens so
4: right and typically that number is at the uh, hand pay amount right that's why they do that if somebody has to come to the machine and physically pay you it's because there's some yeah, kind it's the of
1: yeah it's the $1200 yeah it's the $1200 thing with the machines yeah so that's a, a little tax advice for you so um another question i get all the time is uh let's say i won $20,000 throughout the year playing on a site like uh, bovada or whatever and um, I'm not a professional gambler, and I just kind of got checks throughout the year that totaled twenty thousand. Is the IRS going to know about it? Uh, the truth is, they probably won't. Uh, now, what if they do and find out? Well, then uh, you can end up paying a lot of penalties uh, if they find out. Uh, but mm-hmm. if it's if twenty thousand, if the twenty thousand you're getting in checks from Bovada, uh, especially if it's small compared to the rest of your income, if you let's say you have a regular job making a hundred k and you won twenty k in Bovada, I, I'm not saying to evade taxes on it i'm just telling you the irs is unlikely to know because bovada is not filing forms with them telling that you won the money however if you get you know all the a bunch of big wires from them and you win all the three hundred thousand that year uh, then there's a good chance your bank might be reporting to them that you're getting a bunch of wires so uh you, you never know what will happen but the less you win on a site like bovada an unregulated online site Uh, the less likely the IRS will be notified about it. Now, it's still technically your duty to report it yourself and pay taxes on it, but as far as whether the IRS knows or not, I I just explained typically how it goes. And that's from my own personal observation from uh, 15 years of playing. So uh, let me uh, go on with some other texts here. This is a corny text, but I still appreciate it from the 870. Dandruff is head and shoulders above the rest. Free Chico Loco. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and this is from. The He's four- been freed. He's back on TV. Yeah, right? that's, that's true. He's in I mean, Full House. Uh, full House too. At least uh, stock footage of him is being used. And from the 405 area code, um, dear Todd, did you get my text about Commerce Casino from Sunday? <laughs> I guess the answer is the. Oh, I see it now. Okay, I guess it was like a personal text. All right, I'll answer that guy later. All righty. So that's the text we've received so far prior to this show. And uh, if you want to send her during the show, seven seven five three seven two is the agenda for tonight. By the way, you can go in the chat room if you're listening live and want to talk with the other people in there. But the better way to get a hold of me is texting me during the show. I don't read the chat room all that much while I'm doing the show because it's hard. The agenda tonight. First of all, I will tell you a little bit about my trip to New Orleans and South Florida. That's where I was last week. It was from January 30th to February 6th. It was a week-long trip. And among other things that happened, I got two women thrown out of Harris, New Orleans. Yep. Got two people ejected from there. I'll explain what happened there and why I did it. Well, the full World Series of Poker schedule has been released, and it has some interesting and different new events. Some, I think, are innovative and pretty cool, and some, I think, are stupid. And we'll talk about (laughs) the new events they're having and whether I'm going to play them and whether I suggest you play them. I I think some of these events are, are just bad and some of them, you know, in fact, cheapen the bracelet. And I think some are pretty cool and pretty interesting and uh, innovative in some ways. So we'll talk about that. It's a controversial schedule already. They're trying some experiments this year. Well, we've talked before on this show about the World Series of Poker Ladies event. How men used to enter it. I remember uh, Sean Deeb famously entered it wearing a dress or wearing makeup and a tank top, a girl's tank top or something, but. Uh, um, that stopped when they changed the buy-in rules to where females only would pay 1000 to buy in and males would pay 10000 making it not worth it for any male, no matter how, he good, how good he is to buy into that event. So that stopped it. However, the problem still continues, and even worse in other tournament series. And there was a big-time gender-bending situation that occurred at the EPT Doville. So I'll tell you what happened there. And by the way, it wasn't just the ladies event that had a problem. Well, a listing on a website called the Merger Network claimed that $20 million was being requested for funding for the Ivy League. Now I'm not talking about the colleges. I'm talking about Ivy, like Phil Ivy, I-V-E-Y League, which is associated with Ivy Poker. That came up on February 6th, that listing is now down and the CEO of Ivy Poker is saying that the listing was fake and he made sure they took it down and it is down. So was there a scammer trying to pretend that he was representing Ivy Poker and trying to scam 20 million out of people? Or is there more to the story? I think there is more to the story. We'll talk about what happened there in a Poker Fraud Alert exclusive. This is not the only place the story is being reported, but uh, I did more analysis on this, and I believe that it's not the way it's being portrayed. Infinity Poker. We've talked about them on the show. In fact, we prank called the owner of Infinity Poker, Chico Loco, pranked him. And it was a pretty funny call, actually, and the guy didn't like it when he found out afterwards that uh, Chico Loco had pranked him on the radio. And he actually came and posted some angry messages on Poker Fraud Alert after that. But uh, the guy deserved it because Infinity Poker ripped people off. Uh, This guy blamed it on his partner, who basically, he said, took the money and disappeared. And it may or may not have been true, but uh, Infinity Poker is coming back to life after ripping people off in the past. We'll talk about what's happening there. Well, Sheldon Adelson is gearing up to revive his R.A.W.A. bill to kill the existing legalized online poker. He's trying to make it illegal anywhere in the U.S. to play online poker. There was an 11th hour attempt that he made before through Harry Reid to uh, have it basically attached as a last minute bill, but it didn't work. But he's trying to revive that bill. This year to make it happen So we'll talk about whether there's a danger with that And what it will mean For legalized online poker if it passes Dan Bilzerian Who was accused of uh, making a bomb It's not as bad as it sounds He wasn't going to be a terrorist He just likes blowing things up out in the desert Just for fun But uh, he didn't understand that You can't just go flying around In your private jet with a bomb with you That's not allowed So he got caught, and, uh, you know, if anyone else gets caught with that, they're probably facing a lot of jail time, whether they mean to do so maliciously or not. But Dan Bilzeri, having a lot of money and some very good lawyers at his disposal, avoids the jail time with a slap on the wrist, and we'll explain what that slap is during that segment. Eric Lindgren, who is not flush with cash, who owes a lot of money, who is broke, who is bankrupt. Amaya, the current owner of Poker Stars and Full Tilt, is trying to squeeze blood from that stone and they are suing him for a large sum of money. They are currently suing Eric Lindgren for.
2: $1 million.
1: Actually, more than that, $2.5 million, due to that infamous, erroneous transfer. That was made to him on full tilt. Where they accidentally sent him 2 million bucks. Imagine accidentally getting 2 million bucks on full tilt. That really happened. And he just took it. So uh, they're trying to get that money back. Plus another 500,000. We'll talk about that and whether they have any shot here. Uh, Gary Loveman. The CEO of Caesars is going to be stepping down. Caesars of course has uh, just declared bankruptcy. A shockingly rare... Sequential royal flush was dealt on the board at the Aria. How rare is a sequential royal flush on the board? I'll tell you when we get to that segment. It's pretty amazing. Very, 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 very rare. A former Prim Nevada casino employee, and Prim Nevada is on the state line between California and Nevada, about 40 miles from Vegas. He was arrested. For stealing $160,000 from a safe in 2013 I'll tell you a bit about that story The Caesars 7 Stars program Has announced their 2015 signature events If you're not a 7 Stars member of Caesars You won't care much about this But the players are disappointed And uh, I think it's already uh, in- indicative Of what's going to be going on with Caesars this year A lot of uh, cutbacks and it's just I, I found it kind of lame what they did I'll explain when that comes up won't be a long segment, don't worry. Uh, another Bitcoin disaster occurred. Remember Mount Gox when they stole everyone's money and disappeared? They claim they lost it, but I think they really stole it. Well, another Bitcoin uh, service, MyCoin, is broke and was apparently a Ponzi scheme. So that's uh, another disaster that has occurred. Somehow Bitcoin hasn't been affected that badly by it, but uh, those who invested in that are really out of luck. Uh, If we have time, I'm going to give you some tips on how to casino bonus for in Las Vegas. There are some tricks on uh, how to set yourself up in the short term. And when I say the short term, I mean like the next year or so. So not really that short of term, but how to set yourself up for free play and free rooms in Vegas at several properties and how how to... use this to kind of extend it throughout several years and, uh, maybe not pay much or anything for hotel rooms, fairly nice hotel rooms in Vegas. You're not going to get like beautiful suites, but I'll explain how you can do it. Finally, bad guy 23, a frequent caller to this show, especially near the end of the show is excited that he may be able to come out of hiding and, uh, leave <laughs> grandma Rosa's place. Uh, uh, the Allegheny County District Attorney has announced that uh, they are going to enact a child support amnesty program to where you can come out of hiding, even if you've been dodging child support for many, many years. Uh, I guess provided you come forward and say, hey, I'm willing to pay now. So, Bad Guy 23 has a chance now. He doesn't have to hide at various uh, residential locations. So. Uh, I'm going to play the little report on that He he brought this to my attention by the way I'm not trying to rip on it He brought this up himself and said he wants me to uh, Analyze it and tell him if I think it's safe And uh, We'll talk about that at the end of the show He, he thinks it's like a free boat uh, police scam Yeah he thinks he might be uh, It might be a trap they, that, that they, yeah. they, they get the deadbeat dads over there And then just round them up and go, ah, ha, 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 You guys thought you were getting amnesty But no you're not
4: Now is he scheduled to call in on that segment
1: He's not scheduled but he probably will
4: Okay, well, I, I'll just put it out there. I think we need TMMLK as well. <laughs> yeah, and in honor of him, I'm gonna
1: say right now, shout out to Poker Pete. Yeah, Poker Pete just kind of vanished. We need Poker Pete back. We need Poker Pete out of here. Just <laughs> we need him just here to to rip on the Dodgers, and I can rip on the Angels. I know I do the same thing with Bootsy Collins, but it's not the same thing. I just I, I need that angel that fervent angel found that that orange county loyalist out there to uh, because I, I don't like orange county I, I just don't like orange I like nothing about orange county and it's funny because I'm yeah. a republican I'm a republican and uh, orange Very county is mostly yeah. a republican area it's not completely conservative there's a, lot, a large hispanic population there that isn't you know typically republican but uh, there is it's generally a republican area I just don't like it I don't like the people there. I don't like the area. I just don't like Orange County. And by extension, I don't like the Angels. So I I don't root for well, the Angels. Well, I hate their
4: anyway. name for one. That's It's ridiculous. But
1: <laughs> Well, the Angels, they're called that because uh, it was for Los Angeles. They were supposed to be Los Angeles' team. They were a minor league team in Los Angeles before the Dodgers even came. And then, it just, uh, then the Dodgers became a major league team first, moving over from Brooklyn. And then eventually the Angels – became uh, the California Angels, but they were actually playing at Anaheim, and then they went through a number of minor name yeah, changes. But that, that's
4: in California. I mean the, just leave it the California Angels and the LA Dodgers, not the Los Angeles Angels of
1: Anaheim. Well, that's really dumb. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No. I mean the California I I liked it when they were the Anaheim Angels because it's honest. That's what they really sure. are. Uh the the California Angels I thought was stupid. I think it should only be like a state team when there's no other team in the state. Like I think the Texas Rangers is mm. stupid too. I think I think it should always be the city it's in unless it's the only team in the state, like the Arizona Diamondbacks is fine. They don't have to be the Phoenix Diamondbacks. There's are not going to ever be a right. second team in Arizona. But uh, the California Angels is kind of stupid because California is such a large state, both uh, geographically and uh, population-wise. Uh, you're not going to have people in Northern California rooting for the Angels just because they're called the California Angels. And They're not anymore, but when they were. But I will say that the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is even dumber because it's not in Los Angeles and it's just a, a marketing <laughs> gimmick to try to steal some of the Dodgers' market. It's dumb. Yeah. So. I just just be what you are. Admit that you're Orange County and you know, stop hiding it. So.
4: It's just such a weird name It'd be like the California Dodgers of Los Angeles. It's like, it's, nobody's called that.
1: You know when I first started to hate Orange County? It was when I was uh, a teenager. And I, I tried dating a few girls from Orange County, and they were the worst. They, they were the worst, mm-hmm. and this remained consistent over time and uh, and the way they're the worst is that orange county girls, and of course i'm being I'm generalizing here, but this is what I noticed overwhelmingly to be true, and then I ask other guys who've dated girls from orange county, and they agree and and that is that the girls from Orange county have way too high of an opinion of themselves for what they really should have so no, full so, of,
4: full of sevens who act like tens as well uh, no
1: more like full of full of fives who act like tens, and it's the worst, but <laughs> you have like a a girl who's very plain looking and there's nothing that interesting or great about her she's just you know okay average in every way and then she's acting like she's doing you a major favor to go out with you and she's actually looking down on you like like she should do better than you and uh um it's really annoying like if you're gonna have a girl looking down on you and acting like she's doing you a favor to date you then there should be something exceptional about her but but you have like the most ordinary girls there that all think they're hot shit and uh, that's the worst that's the absolute worst (laughs)
4: That's such a weird phenomenon being right next to L.A. where there's so many good-looking girls. That's so strange. But
1: Wait, you're saying Orange County?
4: Yeah, you would think that they would be kind of polarized the opposite way. Like there's so many beautiful oh, okay, girls yeah. in like Hollywood that they would be like, well, I'm happy to get anything over yeah.
1: there. <laughs> For some reason, that's the attitude over there. And and yet you see the reverse of this. Where you see the reverse of this is in small towns, especially, at least in California and, and in Nevada – uh, the small town girls the ones that are hot often underrate themselves yes, and that and, is true. and and just uh they have much lower standards than they should and uh, even when the ones that are hot that have other things to offer that m- that might be have a good personality be smart or whatever they they underrate themselves and they date a lot of terrible guys and, and think that's what they deserve and uh and you have some girl with very little offer in orange county and and she thinks that uh she's God's gift to men so i, I hated that so uh Needless to say, it didn't last very long. And some people say, oh, confidence is sexy. I, I think to a point, a little bit to a point, but not not where it goes into arrogance and not where it goes into someone is uh, looking down on you for thinking that they're above you in some way when they're not. That's the worst. That's just uh, something that's very, very off-putting to me. So, okay, uh, let, let's get on with the show here. <laughs> well, that wasn't a topic? Oh, okay. No, no. I guess it is now, though. <laughs> uh, I visited New Orleans... Uh, this was my Caesar Seven Stars trip from 2013, would you believe? Not not 14. What well, kind of 13. I, I won't get into it, but it was something I earned in 2013. Had until March 31st of 15 to use. And I had some credit cards that had some travel credits on it that I did some bonus whorings. Uh, so basically, I, I had the ability to take a trip for pretty cheap, even bringing Benjamin's mom and Benjamin along with me. So with very short notice, I... I put this whole thing together on like January twentieth. Uh, with very short notice I put together this whole trip. Basically going to New Orleans, then to Miami, then to Key West, and then uh then back out west. Um at New Orleans I stayed at Harris, New Orleans and um I was trying to run up my tier points there by playing the video poker over there, which is better video poker than they have in Vegas. As far as being able to earn tier credits, you know, in Vegas the good games they slow it down by, like having a divider, meaning that like at the good games you earn tier credits 2.5 times as slower, which is which is terrible. So uh, I played a game in New Orleans, the best one they had, and I played a good deal of it. Well, on the final night I was playing there, so we were leaving on uh, the morning of February second. The night before that, I'm playing and I'm grinding out my uh, my hands so I can get to 5,000 tier credits for the night and get my 10,000 bonus tiers and be done. There were two women, look like early 50s, who were sitting uh, about three machines away from me. And then there was another woman all the way on the side, on the other side, who was not with them. Everything was fine for a while. And then I started hearing one of the two women, you know, one was playing and one was just watching. They kind of looked alike, like they were sisters. But the one who was just watching started to flip out. She started to say, it's not fucking here. It's not here. It's not fucking here. Fuck, 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 fuck. It's not here. Fuck, fuck. It's not here. It's not fucking here, I'm telling you. It's not fucking here. And I'm repeating it this much because that's what she was doing over and over and over again, saying it's not fucking here, fuck, and then taking her purse and slamming it into the video poker machine. In frustration, over and over and over again, like just a, a nut. Well, this is tilting to listen to and to watch. You have a really crazy, unstable person banging on the machine and yelling "fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Like you, you just—it's hard to concentrate. And when you play Deuces Wild video poker, which I don't know if you played before, uh, you have to concentrate a little to know what to yeah. do. It's—it's it's mm-hmm. not like Jacks Your Better where you can do it in your sleep. Uh, it takes a little concentration. It's not hard, it just takes concentration that you don't miss something or, or make the wrong move. So I'm like trying to concentrate, and I'm just hearing, it's not fucking here. It's not fucking here. I'm like, oh, I can't stand, I can't sit here for hours listening to this. So I'm, I'm ready to say something, but I'm afraid if I say something, she's really going to go crazy. Uh-huh. And, and she would go so nuts, I wouldn't be surprised if I said something like she came over and just like smacked me with her purse or something. So um, I'm kind of balancing, like, do I say something and potentially make this worse, or do I just kind of, like, let it go away on its own and hope it does? So I, I chose the latter, but it wasn't going away. So I was, like, moments away from saying something about it, and then a security guard comes. and I say, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is going to be over. But he doesn't do much he asked what's wrong and the one who's playing who identifies herself as that woman's sister says oh we lost our keys we're trying to look for them you know sorry about that uh, so she's like downplaying it so much and uh, the security guard's like okay well you, you can look for your keys but you can't disturb other players she's like oh no no we know we're not we're not disturbing anyone no everything's fine here and you know we're just looking for our keys so at that point i had to interrupt because i i didn't want him to just leave and have this start up again so i said you know what, it isn't being quiet, they are disturbing other players, and I told him what was happening. So, I was hoping upon hearing this, and obviously he came over himself for some reason, so, you know, obviously he must have seen this or heard this in some way. So I figured he would believe me. Well, despite the fact that it seemed like he believed me, uh, he let them stay and just said, okay, well, uh, you know, just don't bother the other players. Goodbye. And, and walked off. So, in Vegas, yeah. they, they they would have gotten rid of her like a long time ago. But like especially really? banging on the machine. Oh yeah, like like slamming the machines like that and yelling. Yeah, they would have gotten rid of her.
4: Mm, I guess so.
1: so. I don't know. It's it's
4: hard to get kicked out of a casino.
1: So I mean. well, so listen, what happened? So then the the calmer sister walks off to go do something, and leaves the crazy one alone. And I knew this is a bad situation. No more security guard there. The crazy sister's alone, and she knows that I just ratted her out. So she gives me this evil eye and is staring at me. and I'm like, what's going to happen here? I really thought it was possible she was going to come over and, like, hit me with her purse or something. And I was ready. I, w- I was sitting there, like, watching out of the corner of my eye. And if she came over and tried to do something, like, I was ready to, like, throw an elbow in her face. Like, I'm not going to go, like, beat up a woman. But if she's going to come over and try to hit me or assault me in some way, yeah, I'm gonna, I am going to elbow her face if she's going to try to do that crap. Uh, so uh, I'm ready to, like, throw an elbow if she dares to try to come over and, and touch me in any way. Well, instead, she watches me play a hand, and I, I get something like a pair, hold it, nothing happens, I lose all, f- I was playing like a five-play machine, I lost all five, so it just came with nothing, so then I hear this, lose, 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 <laughs> lose, like, I cannot believe this, <laughs> now I gotta put up with this? So then I, I start the next hand, lose, 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 I'm like, okay, so I stood up and go, Security! Security, come back over here. Well, um, he comes back over. He hasn't gotten very far yet. He comes back over, and I explain what happened. And uh, and right around then, the, the other sister comes back. So he tells them both that they have to leave this area, that they can't play on these machines anymore. And, and by the way, the, the woman all the way on the other side complained as well and backed everything up that I said. And said that, in fact, she said to the security guard that uh, she was, quote, shaking like a leaf and was afraid something really bad was going to happen that she can't concentrate either and that she needs you know that these two need to be gone so we we're both basically saying the same thing about them so he tells them that obviously they they are harassing us and they need to go away that they are not allowed to play these machines anymore but they're not being kicked out they're just being told go away from these machines so they leave about 15 minutes pass is it over no the uh, calmer of the two sisters comes over to the machine right next to me And says, hmm, I think I'm going to play this machine. I want to play this one. And sits next to me. Then the crazy sister sits next to her. You know, two seats away from me. I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? So I decide I'm going to... Even though they were told to leave, if they don't do anything, then I'll let them just keep playing and let the whole thing die. But before I can even think that that might occur, the crazy sister thinks she's being clever and says... Well, I hope we don't lose, 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 lose. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> so I stood up and yelled for security, and this was unbelievable. I yelled for security, and they did not come. And I say, security, come over here. Security, we have an incident. They would not. That ten, is believable. Ten minutes passed, and I even, like, I see the blackjack dealers, like, right across. and say, hey, can you get security? Okay. Nobody gets security. Like, ten minutes passed, they didn't come. And uh, finally, finally, ten minutes later, a different security guard comes, and I explain to him what happened, and he told them that they they have to go. And the you know again, the other woman on the other side backs me up, and uh, um, she, they, they, and then they argue with him. Oh, I'm going to get you in trouble. My husband's a seven star. We're going to complain to our host and get you fired. And I'm like, yeah, if that happens, feel free to have them talk to me or that woman over there, and we'll back you up. <laughs> And so they, uh, this, the guard wasn't exactly worried about this. I'm sure he gets that threat all the time when he ejects uh, unruly people. But uh, basically they were refusing to leave at first. And then he finally said, look, uh, you've either got to leave now or we'll escort you out. So they weren't banned from the property, but they were told they have to leave for the day. And uh, finally they left and were still yelling that they're going to get this guy fired. And, uh, and that was that. So that was not a pleasant uh, thing to have to deal with there. uh, Yeah, but they they, sadly.
4: I mean, mean, I've worked in a casino. Trust me, it's hard to get kicked out. They just, you know, I mean, people are in there spending money with for. You know, they they know what a good racket is. There's no goods or services being exchanged, basically. So, I mean, to get kicked out of a casino, you got to be really be an asshole.
1: Yeah I thought I thought with the banging of the machines with two other players who were getting very upset about this I I it's like one thing if they're no. just doing it themselves and the, the casino's casino is willing to tolerate some but uh you know if they're going to drive away their players and the other woman she was so pissed in fact afterwards she she profusely thanked me she profusely thanked me for getting involved here and said that she was so scared and she, she couldn't concentrate on her game. She was about to quit and, she, you know, and that uh, she thought something bad was going to happen. And she even called her husband over and told her husband you know, what a hero I was in the situation. Like, and then when the woman talked to me, uh, it turned out that she was married into the Fertita family. Of of the station casinos and Ultimate Poker. Oh,
4: and the UFC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So they, she was. She said her last name's Fertitta, and uh, her husband, who came down, I you know I, he, they were older. You know, he was. They were probably both around sixty, but uh, you know, they have some relation to that family. And uh, she's like, oh, you probably know my family in Vegas because I mentioned about uh, normally being in Vegas and not there. So.
4: So you played your editorial about ultimate poker for them, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, they, they I was left like, in a huff.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, Fertittas, yeah, you guys had that uh, that fail site that uh, I kept saying was not going to succeed and didn't because you guys didn't know how to run it. I know the fertitas, but no, I, uh, I kept quiet about it. I said, oh, yeah, I know, I know that family. I know the stations. <laughs> so anyway, that's what happened. Uh, I also had a... Mess in Las Ve. We stopped in Las Vegas on the way back for a few hours from Miami, which was planned. But um, it was an intentional four over four hour layover because I had to do something there in Vegas that I won't bother getting into. But uh, I didn't allow enough time to get back to the airport for the flight back and missed it. And boy, did that set off a long chain of fail, including, would you believe? an emergency landing the first one they've had at that airport for a long time a, a plane f- flying also from florida to la had a tail issue where the tail was making a vibrating noise that uh, even though the pilot was very concerned about could be very dangerous and cause the plane to crash this is not my plane but they had to land it in vegas as an emergency landing and then right. they moved so all the, all other the people were delayed, well yeah. no they moved the people from that flight to the flight I was supposed oh, to be put on after I missed my also flight. Also going to L.A. Yeah, so I so I missed the uh, the next flight too because I couldn't get on it because Jesus. those people had priority over me. It was a disaster. And they and talk about being uncooperative. I had like the worst supervisor over there for American Airlines who was just a complete bitch and would not help me. I just I kept begging her like let me just come back tomorrow. Like I have a place to stay here for free. Let me just go back to my hotel and come back tomorrow when like all this is cleared up. No, you can't. No, you can't. The only way you can do it is you pay $150 per ticket to change it. Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, even yeah. when that emergency landing thing happened, they wouldn't do it. Like, she could have just, like, snapped done it. but She wouldn't do it. And the, and this happened when I missed the flight. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but it was partially their fault. I missed it. Partially mine for cutting it too close, but partially theirs for not listening to what I was trying to tell them and uh, wasting away the last few precious minutes I had to make the flight. So anyway, that, that was a lot of fail there. But uh, I'm back, and... Uh, It was actually my first time ever in McCarran Airport. It wasn't exactly a good experience. I've I've never (laughs) flown in or out of Las Vegas McCarran Airport. Uh, I've always driven there from L.A. or from Phoenix. And I have, uh, when I've, you know, all the time I lived in Las Vegas, which is for a long time, whenever I had somewhere to fly to, I always did it out of LAX. I would always go to LA first and uh, usually because the person I was traveling with was from LA. So I, you know, that's what we ended. And usually the flight was direct from LA where it wasn't from Vegas anyway. So, uh, this was the first time I ever flew through Vegas and it was intentional because I had to stop in Vegas. i and like I had to go to Vegas anyway for something for a few hours. I thought, this is perfect. Like, this is perfect. I'll just induce a layover here that I want. And it would have worked perfectly. Right. I just did. I just, was I, I just dragged for no good reason? Like I, I could have easily made it, easily made it. I just I, I went to a long lunch, like it, it was stupid. So anyway,
4: and did you enjoy the sights and sounds of McCarran Airport? You know that because I find it slightly depressing, at least in uh, it is Terminal Three is okay, but the, if you go to like Terminal One in the older part, I don't know. And, and I love Vegas, but there's something about the airport. That's no, there's, there's these sad. fail,
1: there's these fail slot machines there that pay out like the worst ever. <laughs> Yeah. Like like if you play those slot machines You're like a guaranteed loser And then there's mm-hmm. uh, this awful Gimmicky Vegas store Where you buy there's like Las Vegas them, yeah. themed merchandise which is like uh, yeah. Really really stupid unless you're I guess maybe from another country It's a, a big thrill or maybe somewhere in the Midwest Where uh, coming back with a Las Vegas Shirt is, is cool but uh, <laughs> I can't imagine who'd want that stuff But yeah it is, it is Kind of a sad place but I I spent the time, at least this long time I was stuck there, I had access to the American Express Centurion Lounge, which is a nice place to be. So, at least it wasn't that depressing. I spent a lot of the time in there. Okay, uh, moving along though, away from my trip. And, uh, and by the way, I don't project that I'll miss any shows for a while now. This uh, should be several consecutive shows here, barring uh, me getting sick or having some kind of other issue uh, that I don't know about right now. Uh, it should be several consecutive shows without any missing. So, uh, that's good news. That's good news. Yeah. The World Series of Poker schedule has been released. I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting to see, you know, they did a little teaser about a month ago with a few events, but they released the whole thing. Last year, I had a 45-minute conversation with Seth Polanski, and I I don't have the soundbite ready, so I'm not going to play it this time, but uh, (laughs) I I had a 45-minute conversation with him about WSOP.com and the various fail that was occurring there, but I also brought up to him, hey, can you guys bring back some more Limit Hold'em events? I mean, having only two Limit Hold'em events when you also have two Pot Limit Hold'em events is pretty embarrassing. Limit hold'em is is probably still the second most popular cash game in the world. Way behind, no limit I hold'em so. now, but it, it's either second at or at least third.
4: third behind PLO.
1: Yeah, but it's either PLO. But it's it's one of those two. It's close. Depends on where you are in the yeah. country. But it's uh, certainly
4: not pot limit hold'em. Nobody plays it. Yeah, yeah. so
1: so you know, out of sixty eight events, you got to have more than two. So yeah, uh, they used to have five and a half. You know, five plus the. Mixed, mixed Hold'em yeah. and that, that got done away with. Then it became two last year, an all-time low. But uh, he said, "Well, you know, I, I like limit Hold'em better myself, but you know, it's Jack Effel who makes the decision. But you know, we're thinking about adding some more." So I, I came away from that conversation thinking that they will probably add one limit Hold'em event. and That's exactly what they did. So they're, they're back to three. They added the six max. Limit Hold'em event, which I always seem to Start off really well and then not cash That's always seems to be my situation with that event That and the 1500 Limit Hold'em though Last year at least I squeaked into A cash after uh, Again starting out as chip leader the, the, Those two events, I mean every freaking year I play them Last year there was no 2500 6-max But every freaking year I play those It's the same story I, I start out as chip leader by the middle of day one And then I don't cash it, It's amazing <laughs> It's amazing. It's not like I play reckless or go crazy at that point. It's just it just I start losing every single hand once I get to like midday one chip later. So like I'll have like 28k when the next chip person down in the whole field has like 19. And then for some reason I can't turn that into a cash. Even though when everybody cashes the average is like 30k. So it's it's uh or 45k or whatever it is. So let me uh, get well, to you do. Yeah. At least I finally, you know, cashed I almost didn't cash last year in the 1500 Limit Hold'em after the same situation, I was down to almost nothing. I was totally crippled and then uh, had a few lucky double-ups and then you know, literally limped into the money.
4: Well, that is the thing with Limit Hold'em. Like, you have to get cards. Yeah, you have to win it's hands. Not like, it's, it's not like No Limit where you can just pick enough spots to accumulate chips. You're, you have to show down hands. So if you're not running well especially in a tournament where you have to accumulate chips you're just not going to win it there's just yeah. no way to do it yeah there's no
1: way yeah if you just if you just don't can't show down hands and win uh you're not going to win the event there's no way so that's it can be very frustrating because you like you can be doing everything right and that can be in any tournament but you can really just feel powerless like uh, now it's not yeah. to say it's all cards because uh a bad player has a much lesser chance to cash in a limit holdem tournament than they do at a no limit tournament because the uh, you know they can get lucky in some big all-in situations in in a right. no-limit tournament. And limit, you have to win a you have to play well in a succession of hands to get all the way that far, and it's it's hard to do if you're not good. So in in that way, when you get to the end of a limit hold'em tournament, it's just about always all good players there at the end, or at least all uh, reasonably good players. So okay, here's the uh, highlights of the schedule of the World Series of Poker full schedule. 68 events, a record The one that has been talked about the most The Colossus event A 565 buy-in event Which is uh, the lowest buy-in Either ever or in a very, very long time For a World Series of Poker event Before it was 1000 So this now makes it much more accessible For people who can't afford a $1,000 buy-in Or don't want to risk that much money And now can do it for a little bit more than half they think that because of that, and because you can win a bracelet now for just $565 buy-in, that this will be the largest tournament, the largest live tournament ever. They believe this will have the a bigger field than any live tournament that's ever taken place, including the biggest main event of 8,700 people. They think it'll be well over 10,000 people. I agree. And especially, yep. it'll be more because... There are four starting flights, and you can actually play all four flights if you bust out of them all. So you if you bust out of day 1A, you can go on to 1B, then to 1C if you bust that, and then onto 1D if you bust that. So uh, there will be a lot of re-entries as well. Uh, well, if they
4: count each individual entry as opposed to player, then yes, I think it will be over. If not, maybe not.
1: I think it's, it will be because keep in mind the uh, – Monster Stack, which didn't have that feature, got like 8,000 people, and I think this will get more people than the Monster Stack because uh, it's a much lesser buy-in. The Monster Stack was still 1,500, so I I think they will get more than 10,000 individual people. And uh, it's very possible they'll have like 15,000 entries by the whole. I-, I don't know what to predict with this thing, but I can tell you one prediction I bet it's going to come true. <laughs> I it's think you fail. know what I'm going to say: that there is going to be amazing logistical fail with this thing, that it's going to be a disaster. Yep. Logistically, that can, they're not. They're not going to be.
4: S- I can see it now. Lines through to the pit. Uh, playing thirteen-handed at a table. Something's going to. It's going
1: to be a disaster. They're it's gonna, just not going to be good. It, 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 they're going to. They're not going to do this right. They're, they're going to find every way to make mistakes here. I, I, every time they introduce a new event, that's going to have a big field. It's a disaster the first year. They can never get it right. The Millionaire Maker, disaster. Then they improve to the next year. The Monster stack last year disaster. it looked like a refugee camp, people waiting to start. It really looked like people were like sleeping up on the stage. It really looked like it looked like uh, the superdome during Hurricane Katrina. I, I'm not even kidding Katrina 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 anyway uh,
4: yeah I, also the, this is this is how it starts, right? This is event number one so I mean they haven't even gotten any of those kind of muscles working. Except for maybe the little employee hold'em thing, and then the first event is going to be this giant thing that no, never. Well, it's had not before. quite
1: event number one. It's technically event number five. Uh, the event number one is the employee hold'em on the 27th, and they have a, a 5,000 no limit, which won't have a big field on uh, the same day. The next day, they have an Omaha High Low split eight or better, 1,500, uh, a no limit hold'em shootout for 3,000, same day. So this is the third day. So it's they, okay. they will have started to go. But let me give you some advice. If you're going to play this, show up a day before to register. And if you can't show up a day before, at least show up very late at night or early in the morning. Like, go register at like 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning. You can do it, it's 24 hours. Like, like make sure to show up. Unless you have like a diamond or seven star card, you can go in the special room to do it. Do not try to show up like half an hour before the event and register. You're going to be like a six hour line. Guarantee it. So uh, you're gonna want to register like like at a really off time where no one's gonna be there. I mean, you'll, you'll still probably have people there, but like a like at five in the morning show up. So uh, this is gonna be a mess. This uh, colossus yeah. event. So I'm gonna play it anyway. I'm gonna throw caution to the wind and play uh, something else. Offensive about it is that it's got a 13 percent rake. Oh really? Yes. Huh. So you're well.
4: I guess because it it, it makes sense financially, but. Then again, it doesn't because of you know the quantity. If this has 15,000 players, then do you need to justify? I mean, I understand every table is its own expense, but
1: yeah, but, but certain look at this. expenses look at, that are flat. Look at the the $10,000 events, I think they take uh, 6%, but that's still they're taking a ton there. It, it's not like it costs them that much more to run a $10,000 event versus a, uh, a 1500 event. Now, it, it is mm-hmm. more expensive per table to run a smaller field event than a large field event. So, possess, so right. as you were saying, they should take this new account, and when they get a massive field like this, as, as they definitely will, they shouldn't have to rake thirteen percent. But that's what they're doing. Uh, this sixty-five of the five sixty-five is what is the rake? They are taking all that, and the five hundred goes towards the prize pool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if they get uh, ten thousand people, uh, then it will be a five million dollar prize pool. So uh, that's it'll be well, the
4: five millions guaranteed.
1: Is, it, is that a guarantee? I didn't even see that.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at WSOP.com oh, you're right. right now. Yeah. Which is why I thought it was the first event because they list new events and it says number one. Oh, okay. Oh, but yeah, there it is. Event number five. Yeah, five, five million, million guarantee, guarantee yeah. prize pool. Yeah, yeah, I
1: see. It. All, yeah. right. All right, so then uh, there's a hyper hold'em. Now, by the way, the Colossus, I, I think, is a decent idea. I, there's no reason it has to be a really you – know, it doesn't have to be a $1,000 buy-in to be a legitimate bracelet event. If they want to make it a lower buy-in and they have a larger field – I think winning that uh, is definitely something to be proud of. So it's not like you're going to win the Colossus event with 15,000 players and people are going to say, oh, well, it was only a $500 event. So that was no accomplishment to beat 15,000 people. Like, obviously, right. uh, that's a huge accomplishment to win that. So I have no problem with the bracelet being awarded for something like that. But I do have a problem with Hyper Hold'em. Hyper Hold'em is a very fast structure tournament, No Limit Hold'em, that will finish in two days. And the levels are going to be a whopping 20 minutes long. And some of you say, well, a lot of times online tournaments are 20 minutes long. Yep, online tournaments, you get a lot more hands in. But a live tournament with 20-minute levels, you're going to barely get any hands in for each level. Because it's so slow. I mean, all the tanking, the shuffling... Uh, the the stupid decision-making, just uh, believe me, you're going to get very few hands in per level at 20 minutes each. So this is going to become a crapshoot. There shouldn't be a bracelet awarded for something like this. Uh, Who who is this even appealing to? I I guess there's a few people who feel like they they have more of a chance, like recreational players feel they have more of a chance here, but uh, most players...
4: Uh, the, don't you think this appeals to the internet crowd who play these hyper-turbos online? No, I, I think
1: maybe it's the ones who play that, but I think most people all think they're great players and that they want a good structure because it favors them because they, they're they so good, the structure helps them as opposed to everybody else. I, I don't
4: think so, Todd. I, I mean, you're a professional, so I think you're thinking of it from a professional standpoint. I'm a recreational player, and... You know, guys that I play in with home games and stuff, like ah, this is too long. This should be faster. Like, uh, you okay, know, why, you know, so maybe
1: you'll have appeal, but I, I, don't think a bracelet should be awarded. I don't think you should be rushing a World Series event like this and uh, and turn it into a crapshoot. I just don't. I don't. I think this is one of the events that is cheapening the meaning of a bracelet to start giving oh. out these things that are uh, crapshoots. That, that that ship sailed a long time. Ago. Somewhat, but not. This really makes it sail. This really. Also,
4: it, if you look at some of the events, like starting in 1970, and and look at some of those blind structures, that almost is by today's standards like a hyper event. Uh, some of them were really bad, really short, and I mean, there's already. I mean, what, like 100 bracelets a year with Europe and Asia and
1: online? Well, th- those, are, di- well, those and... are different bracelets, but uh, I'm talking about the Las Vegas World Series of Poker bracelets. I, I just I, – I want it to okay, be something but... that, it's, you know, that really isn't just taking luck to win, and this starts to really bridge into being more luck than skill. Yes, you have to be – yes, a better player has an advantage over a worse player, but this really starts to put a lot of luck into it when it, the levels move up that fast, so – uh, I, I guess it will help people who are used to playing these online and re- the adjustments you have to make to the fast structure. But uh, right,
4: and, anyone will argue. Well, this is a specific skill set. So yeah. you know the people that have done all the math for when you push with uh, whatever. I've just I've know, played the these before.
1: I played these like ones that aren't promoted as hypers, but actually are like at small tournaments, at right. small casinos, and it, it's such a fail. You get to the final table, and and basically it just becomes. Uh, who gets a better hand pre-flop that they yeah, can push into I mean, somebody else to call and, and win? I mean, it's it's it's, it's like you know, super obvious who wins at that point. Super obvious meaning that it, there's there's so little skill involved at that point of who wins in the final table.
4: True, but I mean, look back to like WPT season one. I think somebody did the math, and the average person at the final table had something like twelve big blinds, and. You know, that, 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 that was actually good in a way because that was on TV and, you know, NH Jackson automatic all in, and then they take that to the cash games or whatever. But, you know, nobody is, I mean, that, that just was the norm. And now we've kind of gone the other way where the average tournament, especially, you know, in you know, where it's on TV or they're awarding something is very deep. But this is, like I said, if you look at a lot of those older tournaments, WPT or WSOP, they basically are this. So there are people who basically have bracelets from the structural I, range, I so don't see the reason to take know. a
1: step back here Okay, uh, Limit Hold'em has three events uh, As I mentioned before, they're adding the uh, 2500 6-max uh, They're keeping the 1500 event and the $10,000 championship uh, I have final table the 1500 and the 10,000 when it was actually a 5,000 uh, Final table each of those once in my history of playing them, did not win either of them, but uh had the chip lead in both of them at one point, briefly, but uh, did not win. Never cash in the six max, but I've had a lot of good starts. We'll see what happens, playing all three of them, obviously. Millionaire Maker coming back on June 5th and 6th, and the Monster Stack coming back June 12th and 13th. I think they'll get big fields, and I think they'll probably be done better this year because they, like the Millionaire Maker was already improved last year, and the second year they seem to do better. I don't, I don't know why they can't ever get it right in the first place. It's not that hard. Uh, there is now a Super Seniors event, which is really what the regular Seniors event should be. The Super Seniors is 65 and over. The regular Seniors is just 50 and over. And uh, you know, I, I'll qualify for that in 70 years. And I don't feel like I'm anywhere near a senior. I don't think in seven years I'm going to feel anything like a senior.
4: Yeah. I also think that's kind of a really outdated Number. I mean, if if people live to 70 still, you know, maybe 50 is a senior or 68 was the average lifespan. But, I mean, to say 50 is a senior nowadays, I mean, most people work till they're, you know, in their mid to late 60s.
1: Yeah, it is true. In the U.S., people people are just – and around the world in all developed countries, people are pretty healthy still at 50 and have a a lot of life ahead of them and don't have – they don't seem like they're old. I mean, they may seem old to a twenty-year-old, but they're not uh, old people. They're not senior citizens. They still have uh, right. basically the same interests and uh, a lot of the same physical abilities as people who are uh, you know, thirty-five, forty. So, uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's just so they can build up a huge field and make extra money. So, I, I guess because maybe some seniors were objecting to this, the ones who were over sixty-five that are wanting to play against other actual old people and are stuck playing against all these fifty-year-olds, uh, they said. They probably bitched about it. So instead of the World Series saying, okay, we're going to make it a higher uh, age cutoff, we're going to just introduce a second event, the Super Seniors, for 65+, which I, I think well, is kind of...
4: That seems stupid because then aren't all the people who don't want to play the 50 just going to play the 65? So are you even making any more money, but now you're running two events?
1: That's a good point. I didn't think of that, especially because they're within two days of each other on June 19th and 21st. So yeah, you think maybe the the seniors who are actually older that don't want to play against the fake seniors. They just won't and we'll go to the super seniors. Yeah, it's
4: right. So what's the point? I don't get
1: it. It's weird. It's it's like they wanted to accommodate those complaints, but then didn't want to. They didn't want to hurt the cash cow. That is the seniors event. They get just like, I think they got over 4,000 people last year. And I think the reason they get all those people is you have all these people in their fifties that definitely don't feel like seniors and say, Hey, this is going to be easy. Cause I don't have to deal with all the tough internet kids. Right, and and they also picture that like they're going to be the one young feeling person there, while everyone else is going to be <laughs> the old fogies that they're going to run over. Like, a, like I, yeah. I kind of think about that too. I think, oh, when I'm fifty, I can't wait to go there and play against all these yeah, ancient people. But but then yeah. I'm going to be sitting with like you know seven other people in their fifties. So, right, I, I don't think it's going to do me very much good. Like when I see a guy in his fifties at my table, provided he's not a recreational player, I, I don't say, oh, this old guy sucks. I, you know, once I see a guy in his fifties who seems competent, I like you know, I see him as. Equivalent to me, as far as the threat at the table. Uh, The extended play No Limit Hold'em takes place on June 20th, and levels are now 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes at the extended play No Limit Hold'em. It's basically the opposite of the hyper event. It's a $1,500 buy-in. I will be playing this. I think it's a good idea. I think it's uh, actually kind of like the main event, in a way. You don't start with as many chips, but... uh, the levels of the main event are two hours. Here you're getting an hour and a half. It's just the whole thing's slower. You're not uh, as rushed to accumulate chips as you are at these other 1500 events. And I think it'll help me because um, my play style, I'm not really a nit at these 1500 events, but at the same time I I don't just shove it in there. I don't just, uh, like, I I don't flop a flush draw and just shove it all in and say, okay, I'm going to accumulate chips or go home. So... I think someone who has my play style, which is uh, not nitty, but I'm more on the conservative side, will be helped by this rather than hurt by it. So I I think this would be a good event for me to play. I'm definitely going to play it. Again, it's on June 20th, and uh, I like that event. I think it's something that, uh, unlike the Hyper, which I don't like, I think going the other way for one event is nice. Here's a weird event that got added. The DraftKings 50 50 No Limit Hold'em. Now, I read no. that the first time. I go, what the hell is DraftKings 50 50 No Limit Hold'em? <laughs> DraftKings is a, is a fantasy sports site. It's like, I'm thinking, what are you going to do here? Are you going to show up there and, uh, and say, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to bet Albert Pujols, and the other person says, yeah, you, I'm, I'm going to raise you with Mike Trout. And, and, you know, This is for the Angel fans out there, of course. But uh, like, what is that? Well, it turns out it has nothing to do with DraftKings or Fantasy Sport. DraftKings just spent a lot of money to have their name put on it. It's, it's kind of like how uh, uh, the company Staples has nothing to do with basketball in Los Angeles, but yet they have the name of Staples Center, where the and Lakers and Clippers play.
4: This seemed to be previously reserved for the main event. Like it was the, you know, Jack Link's beef jerky main event. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I was kind of okay with that because it was so big and it was on TV. I, I don't know. I didn't really think that much. But for some reason, this sticks out to me. And I kind of feel like, I mean, you know, it, it's not going to affect anything. Well, they didn't call and it
1: that on the schedule. Though. It was never like... Uh, that's true. It was never like the Jack Link's beef jerky main event. This On the schedule, it actually says DraftKings 50-50. So now, yeah. still, that... that begs the question, what is DraftKings fifty fifty? Ignore the DraftKings, what is fifty fifty? Well, it's a weird event where fifty percent of the field gets paid. Yes. And that's just really odd. Uh, now I don't hate it so much. It's it's a weird twist, but uh you know, I, I think that introduces kind of a, a new strategy to the whole thing. And I think that this is something where It will separate the recreational players who just want to cash and the players who want to shoot to win. So you can just shoot to kind of, hey, I'm going to cash and make a little bit of money and just got to beat half the field and play really conservatively, or screw that, I'm going to take advantage of those who are playing like that. It's almost like you're on a constant bubble throughout the first half of the tournament. So I I think it's an interesting concept. It it may be a fail, but I think uh, I I don't mind. If Some people are saying, oh, this is awful, it's terrible. I I don't mind this DraftKings I, I think it's uh, an innovative concept, and I, I'm not someone well, who thinks I, any kind of change I think is bad. it'll
4: appeal to recreational players. Yeah, definitely.
1: So I, I'm i going to play it, and uh, uh, at least I think I'm going to play it. There's a, did I put it. Actually, maybe an inconvenient date for me. Well, whatever. I, I'll play it if I'm around. Uh, an online event is taking place on July 2nd, and a bracelet will be awarded. You play this event on WSOP.com, they have not provided a structure yet, but uh, I don't like this at all. I, I think online events should be online events. You should not be playing an online event and then get a real World Series of Poker bracelet from the Las Vegas World Series of Poker. It just, that totally seems impure to me, especially because you're going to have a lot of people in town at the same time who know each other, who are all staying at the same place, or if not very close to one another, and, you know, you you make it pretty deep and say, hey, you're really good at these. Come on over and help me, you know, help give me yeah. advice or help, c- come take over for me. There's no way to tell. There's no way to tell if someone does that. Did and, you ever
4: watch uh, Two Months, Two Million? No. OK. So it was all these online kids and they all lived in this house playing poker. Right. And then you know, one day this guy's playing somebody heads up in a big game and he keeps losing and, like, two of his friends come in to watch and the other one notices some kind of betting pattern and then he starts beating him. So based on his friend noticing that. And that's just kind of how I see this going down because, you know, so many people come in, they rent a house for the summer, there's a bunch of online guys together. Oh, I bust it out, I'll, you know, sweat you and then it's like you're playing against four people for, you know, one per person. It's just... I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good idea. By the way, I got
1: a notice on the chat room here. Fifty fifties are a big part of fantasy sports betting, a safe bankroll building part. Obviously, why they got their name on it like that. So I, I guess that's why uh, they have some kind of thing in fantasy sports like that. But but uh, yeah, back to the online thing. Also, there really could be easy collusion here. That uh, you know, you have a few guys playing from the same hotel room or are staying together, or right next door. Or, you know, or uh, yeah, and you, you well, can yeah. say you can say, well, this can happen at any online tournament. Yes, but you don't normally have people at online tournaments who are so many of them so close together physically, and there's not a real World Series of Poker bracelet at stake. So it, it's a marketing gimmick. They're trying to get this WSOP.com fail site to uh, yes. to to become more of a thing and to have people be excited by it and uh, you know get people used to playing on there. But I, I think it's just. I, I think it's just. Not a good thing. I think it's another thing that cheapens the bracelet. I, I think that live bracelets should be awarded for only live events. And uh, apparently, according to forum wars in the chat, the final two people will be live. But a big deal, okay? So it gets to the final two. But you know, it's a, right. that's that's uh, not for. Him. It's not like the final table will be live. At least you could say, well, the final table they've got a do this on their own but I I, there's too much cheating potential. even nobody cheats I just don't like the whole thing I just say it's a different thing it's a it's an online event they shouldn't be getting a live bracelet for it it's two different things it shouldn't be a World Series of Poker Las Vegas bracelet for an online event have it be an online bracelet it's an online series bracelet I don't care it's not the same thing
4: yeah and that being said you know I, I do think this will partly accomplish what they're trying to do Uh. You know, it will drive traffic to the site, and that's what they want.
1: Yeah, though, I, the problem is a lot of them are going to be out of the area people who will then leave. This is on July 2nd, so people will come on the site on yeah. July 2nd, then play the main the event, and then leave. Yeah, yeah, the timing's weird. Yeah, but. all right. So, uh, the Lucky Sevens event. I don't get this one. Uh, it's, it's on July 3rd It costs $777 It's <laughs> just a regular event They are charging 11% juice here That's 77 they're basically taking for juice Levels are 40 minutes on day 1 And 60 on day 2 it, It's kind of a poor man's Colossus event uh, with, with a worse structure I don't get it So you're paying more for uh, a worse structure and It's like If you really want this cheaper buy-in Just play the Colossus well, This seems like a if they had this by itself last year without the Colossus, I could see some excitement about it. But also, seven seventy-seven and a thousand—they're not that much different anyway.
4: Well, that's the thing. They're advertising that oh, it's the first ever seventy-seven, seven price point. Well, who cares? Yeah,
1: what, what yeah, are they going to
4: well, do? Uh, the nine eight two price point. Is, yeah, uh, I was, was going to say the first like, ever two. Yeah, who next year it'll
1: be the eight 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 price point. Oh, exciting! Eight hundred eighty-eight dollar tournament, first one ever. And hey, they got a built-in sponsor for that. Yeah, like, it's crazy. So. All right, uh, uh, there's a Bounty also, No Limit. Also,
4: why isn't that on June the 7th? That's a good that's question. such a big thing.
1: Yeah, boy, they I blew that point. one. Uh, July 7th would even be better, but that would interfere with the main event. Well, main event. Yeah. July 1st, Bounty No Limit Hold'em event. For every player you knock out, no matter who they are, you get 500 bucks. The buy-in is $1,500. So, obviously, if you have somebody covered, it probably makes sense to call off a lot lighter against them, because if they bust against you, then uh, especially pre-flop post-flop, you could be drawing dead, but uh, pre-flop, maybe you're going to try to knock people out, because you knock out three people right there, you've got your money back so this will be an interesting one, where every single person is a bounty that's a third of the buy-in I think that's an interesting event, I probably won't be around to play it, I usually take a a break between uh, the last event I play and the main event, so I'll probably miss it, but it is an interesting event and if I am around, I'll play it. So I think that was one of the good ideas.
4: Yeah. And these are pretty popular in, uh, like local casinos and stuff, run bounty events all the time and they get a lot of players. So yeah, I think this will be pretty popular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that one is, uh, is going to be a winner. So, uh, as I was saying, I like some of these ideas. Uh, I don't love the fact that they're increasing the rake on the ones that are sub thousand dollar buy-ins. I don't love the hyper thing. I, I definitely don't like the online thing. I think the uh, the, the Lucky Sevens is pointless and kind of anticlimactic. Uh, the online event, not a fan of that. And I, I think it's nice. They're trying to be innovative here and not just doing the same thing every year. And they're trying <clears throat> to come up with things that are interesting for the recreational player and even for the, uh, the pro player who just wants to try some new concepts. So uh, overall, I give them a... Thumbs up for what they did this year, but uh, there are some things that I don't agree with.
4: Well, and you know, we can this will segue into our next segment, but uh, you know, you're saying that cheapens the value of the bracelet, but of course, there are exclusionary events for bracelets, like the women's event. Yeah, but I, so
1: I, yeah, but I think those people will kind of understand you, you. I have a bracelet, well, what's it in? Women's. Well, okay. But it's understood that not everybody can play that, so it's almost like an asterisk bracelet. Like uh, mm-hmm. it, It's a little different. I don't feel that, like as a current bracelet holder myself, I, I don't feel that the people who are winning the events where only certain people are allowed to enter really have the same bracelet, where all the other open events I feel they do. So, okay, uh, regarding these non-open events, uh, they solved the issue with the... Men entering the ladies event by increasing the buy-in for males to 10 times what it is for females. And that put an end to the problem. The thing is that they can't, by Nevada law, exclude males. But they are allowed to charge them more, apparently. Well, I don't know about the laws there in France. But uh, at the EPT Deauville, and I've said before, PokerStars is very good at running an online poker site. But they're not so good at running live events. E P. T. is anything that goes wrong there they just don't know how to handle. Well, this wasn't a huge deal, at least it didn't involve cheating in any way or anyone getting screwed or ripped off, but they had a ladies event at uh EPT Duoville and it was a two hundred twenty euro buy in. So pretty cheap event to enter for the EPT Doville. And they got 83 entrants, 83 entrants of those entrants, 61 of them were female and 21 or 20, 22 of the entrants were male.
5: It's a man, baby.
1: <laughs> 22 male entrants out of 83. Mm. In the women's event.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like a quarter of the field, more than a quarter of the field, was mm-hmm. male in a women's event. So, let me give you the rundown of those that cashed. 11 people cashed in this event. I'm going to give you the rundown of the winners in this one. Let's start from 11th. 11th place was Marco Torres. <laughs> Lovely lady, Marco Torres. Real hot chick. Cash tenth. That would be Pascal Pernez. <laughs> so uh, check out the rack on Pascal. Ninth, uh, finally a female, Sabrina Hamdoui. Cash ninth. Eighth, this uh, delicate flower, Andrew. Akamizan. Oh, she sounds sweet. Yeah, yeah, she's a petite little thing, but she cast 8th. Seventh, Claudine Coop. I would like to say that sixth was cashed by Jean Koja, but that would not be true. It was actually cashed by Jean Koja. Fifth, Sophia Lovgren. At least she had a vagina. Still has one, I believe. Fourth, Amadina Lempereur. Another female. Okay. So, maybe a female one. Third place, Luca Delcero. (laughs) However, Second place, a female bested all those dudes. Sabina Hayatula. Claire. She finished second. And uh, first place, the winner, the beautiful winner, the epitome of femininity, Dirk's Olivier.
3: <laughs>
1: and Dirk's Olivier, I dug up a picture of him. And uh, it's an older guy, too. It's not even like a, a punk kid. It's an older guy. He looks like he's definitely over 50. And uh, so <laughs> uh, he he was the winner. He was the big winner. He beat uh, Sabina there. And uh, that was the women's event there. So what did they have the next day? They had another restricted event. But not a ladies event They had A men's event Well dude didn't look like a lady In many cases dude actually was a lady At the men's event Uh what was good for the goose was good for the gander. And uh, a number of women entered the men's only event the next day. And three of them cashed. In 15th place, Sylvie Garcio. In 13th place, uh, a, a guy who I heard was really well hung, Melanie Benedic- uh, Benedetti. <laughs> and uh, the strapping young lad, Muriel Wolfe. Finished in 12th, so a big clump of them. 15th, 13th, and 12th were all uh, female. Cashing in the men's event. Now that that begs the question: Why did they have a men's event? <laughs> I, I mean, if they're going to do that, they might as well have an under 95 years old event, or a everybody living north of Antarctica event, or, or maybe even they could have a. Anyone who felt bad for what happened to Chad Brown event, which basically would include everybody except for Vanessa Russo. (laughs) But, uh, you know, why have a men's event when the vast, vast, vast majority of poker players are male? Why would you even have a – do they have to do this? I I don't know why they'd even have this.
4: Well, I'll bet I can answer this. Either they have to do this or this is how they justify having a women's event. (laughs) They say, well, look, we're not sexist. This is totally uh, PC. Yeah, we have an event that only women can enter, and that's exclusionary and sexist and kind of out of place in 2015. But look over here. Oh, we have a men's-only event, too. So see, everything's even.
1: Yeah, so how could they not predict that this would happen? Seeing what happened to the World Series, how could they not predict, especially if it's for 200 euros, how can they not predict that there's going to be a mass number of males entering this? I mean, that, that does not take a genius to foresee. Yeah. And if there's no way to prevent this, if they can't do what the World Series did, and I, I don't know if they can or can't in France, but if they cannot do something to keep the men out, they don't have it. Don't have a women's event and a men's event. Just, just realize that the laws there are not conducive to holding these gender-specific events, and don't have them. Don't don't make a mockery of your own events, where uh, first a bunch of six dudes cash out of the eleven in the female, in the women-only event, and then in the men's-only event you get three women cashing. It's it, why even have it so embarrassing. And yeah, I I
4: I, I don't know. I, I- I think I don't get the need for them in the first
1: place. Yeah, I think even it's in the but, women's events, but even if there is a need, if you can't hold it the way you're supposed to have it, if you cannot restrict the other gender for entering, especially in the women's event, then don't have it. If you cannot do something yeah. to thwart the people who are gonna angle through these events, then don't have it. And the fact that twenty two out of eighty three were male. Uh, says that the whole thing uh, was very poorly thought out, and uh, once again, poker stars uh, a live tournament affiliated with them, does something stupid. This this wasn't a tragedy or anything; it was just dumb and embarrassing. And uh, you know, for the dudes entering, uh, it's dumb. They shouldn't do it. I mean, if you
4: well, I'm I'm embarrassed for them to be honest.
1: But... Yeah. I uh, you just shouldn't do it. I would, it. Let, I would let,
4: be embarrassed if you know, if somebody saw me in a woman's event. Yeah, but, I, I don't know how I would justify that.
1: And and let the women play. You don't you don't have to angle shoot everything in life. You don't have to have the best of exactly. it at every moment in life. You can you, yes, you can enter it, but, but don't. Just just stay out of it. Just for once in your life, pass off a positive E V situation for, for the morality of the situation. So uh the fact that uh, 22 did this out of 83 is pretty bad. And uh, I, I hope they've learned their lesson. They're not going to hold these events next year. But who knows uh, poker stars likes to make the same mistakes over and over with their live events. They're going back to Barcelona, to that same uh, Barcelona Arts Hotel. Hotel. And so yeah. so they, uh, they 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 just are kind of out to lunch with these uh, live events they run. But
4: I, I will say overall, I, I hate the kind of poker media's view of uh... – you know somebody coined the term i think the soft bigotry of low expectations and that <laughs> seems to be what happens in with, with women in poker like you know the, there's always a story of who's the last woman in the main event anytime a woman wins, wins a tournament it's like oh well, look the little gal won. it's like yeah it's who cares
1: yeah yeah like I,
4: I, have you seen the latest issue of bluff magazine by the way no i i don't usually read it but i was in vegas lately and it was in the uh poker room and I was waiting for a game and the cover says WPT wants to watch. Okay. So you'd think, okay, these are up and comers, people that have had, you know, good records, but they they haven't quite broken through yet. Mm -hmm. So the first one is some guy who's won like 1.3 million (laughs) and this is only at the WPT. So you kind of think, okay, well, that's good. And the next guy is 800,000. the next guy is seven something. There's two women in there. Uh, one of them is Christy Arnett, which I'm sure she's a capable player and a very nice woman. But live tournament earnings, $15,000. Uh, WPT cash
1: is zero. Well, <laughs> she is one to the, watch. This even. is in the...
4: The ones to, wa- well, the ones kinda ones to watch. Well, she kind of is. Like, if you, maybe
1: maybe you want to stare at her while you're while she's playing. Maybe well, that's maybe that's what they mean. For- that uh, that what they mean is when you're sitting there at the table that uh, that's the one you watch instead of looking at other dudes. That's uh, the only well, thing. I, I guess can they think,
4: think these guys are quite fetching, then. But uh, <laughs> you know, for me, like I say, it's just it's bizarre the way that I, I think the poker media treats them like they're you know, a different species, and it's yeah. incredible that yeah. they can play poker. I, I don't get it, but
1: anyway. Yeah, that's true. Oh, they, rant, but anyway. It is true. I mean, I said uh, years ago that uh, one area where women have a huge edge, when women complain, oh, we have it so hard in poker, men don't take it seriously, men don't treat us respectfully, I'm sure a lot of that's true. But I say, where you get one edge, especially if you're young, if like under 35, and like average looking or better, uh, getting sponsorships is Definitely. so much easier if you're female. So much easier. Yep. Yeah, I mean if if you take my identical results and and made me uh, a female under 35 who's average looking or better, I, I would have gotten way 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 more sponsorships. Especially I got almost uh, in
4: the, look back to the heyday of poker, yeah. you know, the 2000, or the I mean the women that were sponsored then, I mean it, 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 it if you I, I don't even know if you had a pulse and you were a woman that played play poker and you had like one cash, you were getting a sponsorship yeah. deal. Yeah, as long as you were and like under insane.
1: thirty-five and then like okay-looking or better. Yeah, that was the only thing you needed to be. true. You, can't, you yeah. can't just be like a woman who's fifty and no one's going to want to. No one's going to care about that. But uh, sure. but yeah, like like young or youngish women in poker who've done anything get a lot of attention. So
4: like, you know what was what was Tiffany Michelle's claim to fame? Uh, 57th in the main event I don't <laughs> she, know, she got seven, no, She, like got 17th. Yeah, she actually got 17th
1: amazingly she got 17th but uh okay well yeah was. She, well yeah then ub sponsored her and she screwed over uh tony g and poker news it was a, a pretty bad or, story uh,
4: remember evelyn ing
1: yeah
4: i mean she was with bodog for what like half a decade oh, evelyn or, Ng i don't, really, don't remember she, her ever winning anything
1: yeah evelyn ing she really uh she was kind of the tom mcavoy of uh of females in poker, except unlike Tom McAvoy, you know she didn't win the main event, uh, even though his was uh, eighty three. But uh, yeah, Evelyn Ng really stretched that one out without really.
4: But stretched what out? I don't even remember. Yeah, she stretched out like almost
1: or... nothing into a lot. That's just what in, I mean. In, uh, it's just yeah. the time was like. Well, you're halfway, you know. Yeah, you know, decent, was... decent looking. Well, yeah, she was a five foot eleven Asian with a nice body. So like, you yeah. know, a lot of dudes like to look at her and that that got her a lot of sponsorship dollars so also she knew Negranu, and I guess they were friends that helped that's too. true yeah. so uh, anyway this is a weird story this is a weird I, I've become fascinated by this story there's certain stories I read in poker and I like, ah, that's I'll mention it but I'm not really that into it but this one I have become fascinated with for some reason this is a peculiar story involving Ivy Poker Dan Fleischman and a $20 million internet listing. Let me explain. In 2012, Ivy Poker opened. I used to see these Ivy Poker logos and Ivy Poker pros walking around the World Series in 2012, 2013. I didn't understand it. What is Ivy Poker? It sounds like something that should be big, that should be interesting, but it wasn't. Like, it was something you heard of, but then like you didn't really understand what it was or what the point of it was. Yeah. Yeah, did you I ever didn't... really understand ivy poker no
4: i it was like a training site but then they were going to open for like facebook play money games but then that didn't happen <laughs> and, it, and then the, the weird thing is they hired all the pros ahead of time yes. before they seemingly had a business model so they had like 100 pros and you would go on the site and you'd see all these pros and you're like okay so what are they doing yeah what's other the than point wearing the shirt like i, I saw it.
1: this ivy poker stuff like oh wow what's this going to be and then like all these pros and like kind of nothing it's like not really doing anything so that was in 2012 uh, i didn't understand the business model you didn't understand it i don't think anyone did because it shuttered in late 2014 after failing to turn a profit or gain any kind of traction in the poker marketplace it just uh it went away but they did not completely shut it down the ivy league that's i-v-e-y league which is a poker training site which is part of ivy poker still remained in operation, even though the remainder of everything else in Ivy Poker was gone. And shortly after the shutdown, it was announced that it was going to have a reboot in 2015. And the person who was tabbed to be in charge of the reboot, the new CEO of Ivy Poker, was none other than the infamous Dan Fleischman. (laughs) And I was very surprised to read about that. Because, you know, of course, this is representing Phil Ivey. It's got his name on it. Dan Fleischman did not exactly have a stellar record prior to this. Uh, Dan Fleischman bursted onto the poker scene in 2011, just out of nowhere. Claimed that he was the uh, the youngest CEO ever of a publicly traded company. I don't even know if that's true, but that's what he claimed. Uh, but he spent a ton of money marketing a high-budget and low-potential Victory Poker site, is what it's called. called Victory Poker. And all it was was a cake poker skin. That's why I say it had no potential. It wasn't like it was a big new poker site. It's not like a new Full Tilt showed up. It's not like when, you know, Full Tilt appeared in 2004 or whatever. And people are like, oh, cool, a new poker site. This was a skin on cake poker, which is generally at that point regarded as a fail site. Pretty much. So... Uh, you know, Cake Poker was kind of uh, interesting to people in 2007, but by 2011, even though Black Friday had happened and taken away a lot of options, uh, Cake was not really the place people wanted to go. People went to Merge, people went to Bodog, people did not go to Cake. So Cake was already a big has been by then. He wasn't even taking over Cake Poker. He was running a skin for Cake Poker, to where he only keeps a small percentage of whatever rate gets generated through Victory Poker. Skins don't make much money. The only way you can really profit with a skin is if you keep your costs extremely low, and maybe grab a few grinders who are going to run a ton of hands for you, and um, you know generate a lot of rake that you'll get a you know thirty percent of or whatever. So you should never have a high budget operation to get people over to a cake skin. It's it's kind of like uh, let's say you have a, a low end Hyundai, and say you know what I'm gonna. Take this low-end Hyundai, and I'm, I'm going to put a new paint job on it, and I'm going to market it as a luxury car, and I'm going to hire all these famous people to market it as a luxury car. Well, you, you can do all you want with that. You can spend all the money you want doing it, but it's not going to succeed because people will drive it and see it's a Hyundai.
4: Right, so, or, or it's more like if if you're a franchisee of a Subway and you're going to put in like marble tables and stuff.
1: That's that's well, another good you're, example. You're
4: still only getting the amount the subs cost, and you still got to pay the parent company. So that's that's like, even a better example. That's that's
1: that's why I keep you around here. That, that was a great example. It's <laughs> a, spending a lot of money, uh, making a beautiful Subway, and, and marketing all over the place to, for your particular local Subway, which when it all, it's all said and done, you've just got a local Subway. So that's that's what he's got here. Uh, the local Subway. Of, uh, of poker sites Which is a skin on cake yep. poker So as, as you might imagine And just like Ivy Poker had all these pros And like even Dan Bilzerian was a pro there uh, As you might have imagined it was an epic failure And uh, the worst part Was that many players Who had won various prizes Through these generous sounding promotions They had on victory Were left holding an empty bag They didn't get what they were promised They thought they won packages of tournaments or whatever And then ended up with nothing and the excuse was, well, Victory Poker folded. We didn't make it. Sorry. Uh, uh, at this point, it becomes a bad debt to Victory Poker, a, a company that shut down. I don't owe you any money personally. Sorry. Goodbye. That was that was basically Dan Fleischman's answer to these people. So pretty crappy. On June 1st, 2011, after only a few months in operation, uh, Victory Poker shut down and just transferred all their customers to Cake Poker. Shortly before that, because uh, it was not making much money at all on Cake Poker, they were considering moving to UB's Sirius Network. Of course, this is way after the scandal and way after it was very clear that the same cheaters were in charge of UB. And Dan Fleischman was considering becoming a UB skin uh, for Victory Poker. That's the
4: new UB, Todd. Come on.
1: (laughs) uh, He he ended up dropping that idea, but it was uh, strongly considered at one point. Other things with Dan Fleischman, uh, he got into a, an, on, an online fight on both Twitter and Poker Fraud Alert. Yes, Dan Fleischman has posted on Poker Fraud Alert, uh, fighting back and forth with Eric Morris, the uh, former CEO of Bluff. In 2013, they went back and forth in a thread on Poker Fraud Alert fighting about the fact that Dan Fleischman had bought expensive ads on Bluff for Victory Poker. And uh, the Bluff CEO accused Flashman of refusing to pay for them. Now, I'm not going to rehash this whole thing. There was some fault on both sides. Uh, basically, uh, Dan signed up, didn't pay, and then said, "Hey, I want to cancel." But they, he, he said it in kind of a weird way, they didn't understand. So then they just kept like running the ad, running the ad, running the ads when he wasn't paying. And then like many months later, came to him and said, "Hey, you owe us for all these back months of ads." So on one hand he was correct that they can't just if he doesn't pay they can't just keep running ads over and over and over and over and say hey pay us. I mean they technically had a contract but uh when it's clear the guy hasn't paid the first month you don't just keep running him and and, and racking up debt on purpose like you at that point you just cut it and say you know pay us for what we've run. So that was kind of you know they shouldn't have done that but uh, but I do believe that Fleischman really did stiff them out of money that he didn't pay them for any of the ads he ran and that he wasn't clear that he was canceling. He he just you know it was clear that he did not informed them properly and at the very least he owed them money for one month and didn't even pay that from what I could tell Uh, also during that whole argument David the Maven Chikotsky came out and said that Fleischman owed him money from something related to victory poker and and would not pay him And, and so basically Fleischman's argument to Bluff and to the people who he owed money to like the Maven and people who had won promotions through victory his argument was hey Victory Poker owes you money. Dan Fleischman does not owe you money. This was my company, but my company's gone now. It owes you money, and it is now gone. So now a dead company owes you money, which, of course, you'll never get. I do not owe you personally. Sorry, that's the way business works. Well, that's not. That's, that's a really crappy thing to do. Uh, it's not like you're the CEO of a large corporation and, uh, and that you are not held responsible personally for if if your corporation goes in the toilet and ends up uh, in bankruptcy and ends up owing money to a lot of uh, companies that did business with. When you run a small business and when you owe money to individuals or other small businesses that uh, for whatever reason, whether they've provided services to you or whether uh, they've won something from you on your site, whatever it is, when you owe money to individuals or other small businesses, and you're a small business yourself, morally, you need to see it as your own debt. You can't just close the company and say, oh, that's the company's debt, not mine. That's a scummy thing to do. And that's what he did. So um, I'm not going to go into the legality of the whole thing. And uh, you know, I don't, have enough, I don't have all the intricate details to see whether he could get away with this if he were sued. He wasn't sued, but I, I think he probably couldn't anyway. But even if he could, it's, it's a crappy thing to do when, you know, it's, it's a small business to small business, uh, individual to individual, whatever, and then, you know, say, oh, it's the company that owes you. That's a crappy thing. So that was his answer to everybody who says, what about the money you owe from victory? So I, that already didn't sit well with me. Anyway, despite all this, he was named CEO of Ivy Poker, which, you know, he is a, a good hustler. He got people to invest in victory poker with a horrible business plan. He is good at talking a game to where it sounds like he knows what he's doing, to where it sounds like he's got these great innovative ideas.
4: Right. And weren't some of those pros like co-owners as well?
1: I, I don't know the full details. They may have been, uh, but so
4: I, I think he is good at talking people. Oh, he, he's very into good, and,
1: and, and like the way he sold Victory Poker is it's going to be like the uh, the cool poker site with the you know, associated with hot chicks and wild parties. That's why they got like Dan Bilzerian, like a, you know that's Antonio. Yeah. yeah, so so that's that's why Victory Poker is going to succeed so much. But then it doesn't matter if it's a cake poker skin. You can do all that when people load up the skin and the, the site. And it's just a cake poker skin. They're not going to want to play on there. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll look at your parties and everything, but they're not going to want to play on a cake poker skin when it's all said and done. So, you know, the, the, with poker sites, the product really sells itself. So anyway, uh, amazingly, he got hired as the new Ivy poker CEO, which you'd think if Phil Ivy was paying attention, which I'm sure he wasn't, I'm sure just Fleischman approached him and said, Hey, Ivy poker is a failure. Let me take it over. I'll make it work. And probably told him a lot of impressive sounding things. And Ivy's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Okay, let's do it. And didn't think too much about it. Because Ivy's always kind of like in his own little world and doesn't look much out of it. That's how all that crap happened on full tilt without him really realizing it. He just didn't want to know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was
4: surprised when the site started, really. Because, I, I mean, I wasn't sure what it was, but I thought... really Phil Ivey is going to like spend time coaching you or getting you to play on a play money site just seems like something you wouldn't care about.
1: But yeah. So it's more like just people using his name to to do this and he just gets the somebody talked him into it. Yeah. yeah. So, so then it sounds like Fleischman probably talked him into relaunching it, say, Hey, let's not give up on this yet. I, I bet I can make it work. Well, so here's what has happened in the present. He took over in November, 2014 with a planned 2015 reboot. On a site called MergerNetwork.com, and don't confuse this with a Merge Network poker site, nothing to do with it. This has nothing to do with poker, this site. MergerNetwork.com, which is a website where you can buy, sell, or raise capital for businesses. An ad appeared saying, this is posted on February 6th, on Friday, Phil Ivy League, 20 million seed capital, business summary, Bring current and new Ivy initiatives under one brand as Ivy League. So they're already saying that they're going to scrap Ivy Poker and the whole thing's just going to be called Ivy League. Then here's the bullet points. Build out Ivy's personal brand to reach a larger audience as well as support his efforts in poker and training with an emphasis on international growth. Expand platform to include fantasy sports and sweepstakes to cross-pollinate user base. Cross-pollinate. Uh, increasing traffic and revenue. Brand will elicit that feeling of either betting with or against Ivy, providing a what? valuable marketing tool. It'll elicit that feeling. It's eliciting that feeling. I'm getting that feeling I'm betting against Ivy. I love it. I love it. It's eliciting that feeling. Bet then here's a weird thing. Bet three sixty five, a European based sports book, recognized over three hundred fifty million in earnings in fiscal year ending March two thousand thirteen. Ivy League year one revenue projections, division gross revenue, g- gross margins. Ivy Sportsbook, twelve million dollars. Uh, so so they're trying based on approximately one point five billion in betting action, resulting in a gross cash flow of ten percent. So 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 basically they're saying that uh, they're going to be a sports book now and make twelve million dollars a yeah. year. Uh, sure, yeah. So then they go on talking about how they 're going to make uh money in fantasy sports and then talking about how fantasy football made so much uh, last year in the industry it was a forty to seventy billion dollar industry and so so it's all they 're really pumping it up to sound like it 's going to be huge they're going to they're going to have their hand in everything uh, i 'm not going to read the rest of it, but it's it 's all along those lines where they 're expanding in all these different ways. And the last thing says they're uh, strategically rebrand Phil Ivy and develop branding for Ivy League using his persona and elite reputation. So uh, basically they're trying to get you to give them $20 million to start over and do all these things. And it'll be called just Ivy League from now on instead of Ivy Poker. It's posted on February 6th. It is now gone. I grabbed a copy of it and posted it on Poker Fraud Alert, but it is now gone. You will not find it on the Merger Network. Why? Why is it gone? Well, Dan Fleischman claims that that whole ad for the $20 million was fake. That it was not him. It was not anyone at Ivy Poker or Ivy League. That this was a a phony, which means it's probably a scammer, according to him. He didn't say those words, but that, you know, if it's not someone representing the company and it was fake, that means someone is either doing this as a joke, and they put a lot of effort into this whole thing to be a joke, or they're trying to scam people into giving money to an individual who does not actually represent Ivy Poker. So you would think that's a pretty concerning situation, that someone's trying to use uh, Ivy Poker's name to scam people out of up to $20 million. Here's what Dan Fleischman said about it. We are expanding the business into multiple categories, but we're not selling the business. And Ivy has self-funded the mid-seven figures to put the company, they put into the company over the years. And then he went on to say that he's going to contact Merger Network and have them remove it, which they did. So is it a scammer? I don't think so. Notice that Fleischman did not show any kind of outrage about this, nor did he warn anyone about this. You would think that after some person showed up impersonating him or impersonating someone with the authority to raise capital for Ivy Poker and the whole thing was fake, you would think he would say, do not give money to these people. Do not give money to anyone who purports to be from Ivy Poker. Be very careful. Always make sure to go through me or Ivy before you do so. Uh, I'm going to report this to law enforcement. I'm going to investigate this. Nothing. 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 His comment was, we are expanding the business into multiple categories, basically admitting that what was posted there was true, (laughs) Uh, but we're not selling the business. And Ivy has self-funded the the business, basically, he's he's saying. So he's not saying anything about this being a scammer, about uh, watch out, about I'm going to go to the police, nothing. So this sounds to me like Fleischman posted this. And by the way, this was very much his style very much an over-promising, under-delivering sort of thing. Very much a, a dreamer sort of thing. Like, he, he dreams big about what it can be and then posts this ad hoping to raise immense capital. I think he did this on his own, and I think he was hoping that someone would respond, and not not really someone in poker, but someone who just reads this the site, which has nothing to do with poker, responds, gets excited, offers a lot of money, and then he goes to Ivy and says, Hey, Ivy, guess what I did? I have found someone... Who's willing to invest twenty million, or ten million, or five million, whatever he can get some sucker to invest? What's he going to say? No, I don't want it. Of course, he'll take it, and he'll say, "Wow, Fleischman, you did a great job. I, I'm so glad I hired you. You, you've just brought money into this, and now we can become huge. Thank you, Fleischman. You're, you're a genius. You're a financial genius. You're a, the perfect man for the job." So I think he did this rather than asking Ivy, should I do this and have Ivy say possibly no? Uh, he, he just did it on his own, figuring Ivy probably won't hear about it until either, you know, if he gets someone, then he can bring it to Ivy. If he doesn't, then nobody knows about it and it goes away. Well, of course, with the internet, with the poker forums, with the poker media, of course, someone's going to find this. There's no way you keep this type of thing a secret. So it was found very quickly within days and I think at that point, rather than copying to it and then having to go to Ivy and say, hey, I, I did this without asking you, I think Fleischman's like, oh, what? I, no, that wasn't me. No, I, I don't know anything about that. Hey, I'm going I'm I'm to tell them to delete it right now because this was not me. This was not me. It's it nothing to do with me. It's nothing to see here. It was, it was fake, everybody. It was fake. Just uh, look the other way. It's gone. <laughs> so this is not a good start to the Ivy League. This is not a good start to Ivy Poker's reboot. Uh, is it possible this was really someone impersonating Fleischman or someone else at Ivy Poker? Yes, but I don't think it's probable. What do you think?
4: Well, now, I'm not too familiar with this site. Is it the same as, say, Kickstarter, where you have to reach the goal to get all the money? I don't know. I, I, okay. I Because if that's the case, it, uh, it, it. I mean, it's a million to one that this is a scam because who's going to think that, A, they're gonna get twenty million, and B, you'd have to run it for so long to get twenty million that nobody would notice.
1: Yeah, and, and, I that, and I thought of that. And I mentioned that too when I was posting about this. I said that uh, if this was a scam, they wouldn't be going for twenty million. A, a scammer is not going to do that because if a scammer, a scammer's is never going to get someone to say, "Okay, uh, I'm going to send you, Mister Scammer, uh, a check to your name or a wire to your name, and just trust that you represent Ivy." And not check right. on anything. I'll just where do I send the twenty million? Who do I send <laughs> it to? Who do I make the check out to? Like they're not going to do that. If you're investing well, millions, it's out of business, so they're probably not going to do that. <laughs> if you're investing millions, you're going to want to speak to Ivy yourself. You're going to want to make 100 percent certain that you're dealing with someone legit. But if it's something in the thousands, you might be. Less inclined to verify that this is real as long as the whole thing looks legit on the surface. You're going to show a lot less caution if you have a ton of money and you're just going to take a shot for 10000 50000 I mean it sounds like a lot of money, but people with a lot to invest could a lot more easily be fooled into doing this if it were a scam. If it were a small amount of money or a medium amount of money, then millions, there's no way you'll get anyone to send it to a scammer it just would never work. So yeah. the fact also that they're asking just, for 20 million is is making it look like it's not a scam.
4: Uh, also it's it's it is written almost exactly in I mean I'm not saying a scammer couldn't do this but it is written in sort of the correct style for someone that is in business to pitch something. Yeah. Like this is how big the market is. This is how much we think we can capture like I mean you could, you know, you could fake that but it does seem like somebody it, it may not have been him. Maybe you know one of his underlings did it, and maybe it was accidentally posted. But I don't believe that nobody at the company was involved with it. Yeah, it's just too extra Also, his response was weird, which is basically saying everything in there is true, but we're not. Looking yeah, well, for we money. didn't do it.
1: We we're not the ones who posted it. it just uh, somehow yeah. it's exactly uh, what uh, we're doing and, and looking yeah. to do. But so, somehow <laughs> a, a scammer posted that instead of us. Uh, you know the uh, like yeah. like
4: who would know they're going to do fantasy sports?
1: Yeah. And the the like other you thing you couldn't guess that really. I mean, yeah, and the other thing is that uh, they uh, this whole thing about where rebranding is just Ivy League. A scammer would never write something like that. It just creates suspicion. In fact, that they're trying to change uh, a basic premise of the name. Like you, you only put that if you're really in power to do such a thing. Like if that's know. actually really part. Of your, a scammer would never think of writing that because it's kind of a weird thing that doesn't further the scam at all. A scammer who wants to get across that they are representing the company when they're not they're all all their energy and focus goes towards convincing the reader that they're really le- legitimate and really representing that company. They don't try to throw curveballs in there that make the whole thing look kind of odd or questionable or uh throw in details that don't help the scam. It just uh Right,
4: especially if that's false because that's another thing somebody could check on. Yeah. to to blow the the story up, so yeah. no, I I think someone was involved at the company, maybe not him, and maybe they didn't intend to publish it, but somebody definitely wrote it who works there or worked there. Yeah, I still think That's it was him, but,
1: but it could have been that too. Well, uh, speaking of companies, poker sites that did not pay people, and where people got ripped off, Infinity Poker. We've had uh, him on the, uh, him, the, the owner of Infinity Poker, we had on poker fraud alert during a prank call. Uh the prank call was done because uh laughably when they were trying to raise money. They wrote on a uh another site where you raise money called uh, Kijiji. it's a Canadian site actually. ca. Yep. Uh it's
4: it, it's sort of like a Canadian Craigslist, but yeah.
1: Yeah, uh all fas- this is what they wrote back in uh, April 2013. All facets of our venture, all facets of our venture, are set up and ready to go. Technology, corporate structuring, banking, etc. What we require at this time is a cash infusion to support and facilitate our launch initiative. We can offer a risk-free investment opportunity with a 36-month ROI of 273%. <laughs> Risk-free to make 273% in 36 months. Sign me up. So that was in... Uh, yeah,
4: I can't believe you didn't invest.
1: In, in April. So uh, Chico Loco called him up back in April during this show and pretended like he wanted to invest. It was a pretty funny call. I would replay was- it, but everyone was so angry at me for replaying something on this show last week. They People hate on this show when I play old things we've done on the show. They, they don't want to hear <sighs> old parts of the show, so I'm not going to replay it. If you want to go find it, it's in April 2013 in the archives. Anyway, the owner of Infinity Poker, uh, he showed up on Poker Fraud Alert after I did this, after I made the prank call. His name is uh, Michael Hajduk, Hajduk, I think is how you pronounce it, H-A-J-D-U-K. And uh, he tried to defend himself. In fact, he even wrote to himself. He even wrote among the rant he did there. He only made one post and disappeared. But he said, uh, that goes for you too, Dan. Referring to me, Dan Druff. If, if you want to talk in any manner about my company, man up and try it first. Frankly, I'm not all that much concerned about your small ball operation here. As myself, and Infinity Poker was featured in the technology section of Bloomberg Business Week in early January. <laughs> I get the feeling that they're somewhat better fact checkers than you. Well, I think I was the better fact checker because, uh, lo and behold, Infinity Poker stiffed everyone. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they went down. They, it ended up being a failure. It ended up, uh, being a situation where they, uh, owed people money let me uh, get to what happened here
4: i love that he called you dan too i mean yeah it's like one step away from calling you donald <laughs> he, he didn't
1: yeah he's like he did a lot of research about who i was but yeah um, this was from uh, poker fuse on uh, march 4th 2014 infinity poker promises payments in quote a few days What do you think the chances are that they paid in a few days? (laughs) That's that's what the chances are. So, um, Infinity Poker CEO reassures worried players that they will begin to receive their money. This is, again, March 2014, almost a year ago. Michael Hadjuk, CEO of Infinity Poker, broke a two-week public silence with a statement emailed to PokerFuse, ensuring players that they will begin to see their cash-out request processed soon. They're still waiting, by the way. In the next few days, people will start to receive their cash-out requests after a period that we had to endure dealing with some offshore institutional bureaucracy. Yes, it has been very frustrating even as our operational capital reserves were on lockdown and hence the temporary suspension of our server activity. Uh, Infinity Poker unexpectedly ceased its launch when the site went offline last month. This was in uh, February 2014. After being unable to execute withdrawal requests, Though difficulties processing withdrawals were not the reason for the site sudden disappearing according to Hajuk. So uh, anyway, no one ever got their money, and uh, the blame the payment processor thing is straight out of the school of Dutch Boyd, so at least in Dutch Boyd's case, it was true. Uh, here, who knows what happened to the money? Uh, but it's gone. And uh, people didn't get paid. And I, I think later on some uh, the partners got blamed. I, I don't even fully remember what happened at that point. But uh, um, it's relaunching somehow. Somehow it's mm-hmm. relaunching. I, I don't know why they think that's OK, but uh, it's relaunching. This is from uh, Facebook. Infinity Poker to go live on February 6th I wonder if it actually did I didn't check Uh, On behalf of everyone here at Infinity Poker We are pleased to announce to all of you That the time has now come For our full product release And gaming platform launch I mean that's, uh, that's This is their full platform release It was a soft launch before You know the one where they stole everyone's money that was a soft launch. But now, a year later, it's time for the full launch where uh, you will actually will get your money if you play.
4: Well, I'm on their website. They uh, do have a big button for download. Download uh-huh. the software. Uh-huh. So it is launching. So I guess they're live. Infinity Poker, where players become pros. <laughs>
1: As of Friday, February 6th, we will be opening the doors to both our Play Money and Real Money lobbies and holding exclusive sneak peek to players all over the world, including the USA and Canada. That means both of us can play. Who elect to utilize Bitcoin as their payment option of choice. In the coming weeks, we will be announcing the addition of Visa and MasterCard payment options within our cashier page and fulfill our commitment to being the world's first and only US facing online poker platform that unifies both real world fiat and cryptocurrencies under the same payment option umbrella that same umbrella that will scoop up your money and it will never return. No, that's not in there. It should be, though. Prior to making your first deposit, we are pleased to offer you a choice of incentive problem, uh, problems. It should be problems. Programs. 50% lifetime rake back or 100% first deposit bonus up to $1,000. You know, if he's going to cheat everybody, just make it like a, a million percent first deposit bonus up to a million dollars. Like, it can be anything. Why not? Why not just go nuts? Uh, you can. So
4: I, I don't remember if this was previously in their business plan, but so it seems like their their thing is by looking through the website that this is like webcam poker. So yeah. you have to have a webcam and show your face while you're playing online poker, which, of course, is well, yeah, a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, Chico Loco even asked them about – he asked if uh, what happens if someone shows their penis while they're playing. And, uh, and, oh, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, that was their novel idea, which has been done before, by the way, and it just – people aren't really into it. Uh, if, if there's anything that's going to take off, and maybe it will, maybe it won't, if the whole Twitch thing where certain poker players are broadcasting their play – on dot twitch.tv but but forcing people to show themselves in online poker it kind of defeats a lot of the purpose of online poker where people want to just yeah. uh uh be away from everyone and just sit in their in their underwear and uh and not have to have uh themselves stared at or worry about the expressions on their face that you can uh, do other things you can you know you can even jack off to porn while you're playing poker at the same time i've known of people do who do that so uh, you can't do these things if people who are looking at your face the whole time you know what uh, you know what what if they see your uh, your your computer is it seems to be bouncing uh, on your lap while you're playing you know it's uh, kind of embarrassing, but uh, yeah, this is the innovative thing you're doing. What's so stupid is if there's a real game changer in online poker then you'll recognize it immediately as something really innovative and new and interesting, but really most things have been done and those that haven't are really done as extensions to existing successful sites. Like when they introduced uh, rush poker to, to full right. tilt, like you, I I think at this point with the industry being as old as it is, I don't see there being something that no one's thought of yet that will be immensely successful on its own and just everyone's going to go flock to play basically what people want for online poker is a good usable easy software that's reliable and won't crash and and good games to play against a large base of people that's that's what they want they they don't need gimmicks they every gimmick has been thought of and tried and failed so uh, this guy just doesn't get it but the amazing thing is they're just coming back like nothing happened like you know, people didn't get paid, and yeah,
4: you think they they changed their name or something yeah. and
1: and by the way, uh, in case you are wondering where is infinity poker licensed, just in case they don't pay you this time around, where can you go to uh see the company in person or or go after the license? Well, it's signed at the end. I'm not going to read the whole statement. oh sorry, I got to read this part. First and foremost, a thank you. Thank you for your patience and your understanding. <laughs> your understanding of being scammed. Uh as our young and promising <laughs> thank you audience for laughing too late. Uh as our young and promising company underwent its initial growing pains, initial growing pains. <laughs> that's that's not growing pains. We just don't pay people. That's not We well, what... did pull a boner, but <laughs> that's, that's a reference. Yeah, that's not. That's not uh, initial growing pains. I mean, I like how he puts that. Or, yeah, the, we we cheated people last year. We're going to forget about that. We're not even going to pay them now. We're, those were just growing pains. But now there's the real launch. You can trust us now.
4: Uh, this is like the new Infinity Poker, like the new UB. It's yeah, this, this is kind
1: of straight out of that. This is. Uh, so their initial growing pains, Show apparently. That smile. Yeah, you know, he should have used the theme song. He should have used that yeah. as as the special in intro. Uh, yeah, he should have said uh, those who who uh, our initial growing pains, uh, but uh, don't waste another minute on your crying. <laughs> <laughs> he should just, like he should have put that in there. At least giving people a laugh. Uh, in our previous troubled rollout history. Yeah, I'd say so. I understand that since we first introduced our product and concept and beta, the format in the summer of 2012, the field of online poker providers who now offer the core innovations we introduced back then has certainly widened. What does that even mean? Your willingness no, no. to continue to support our vision means the world to myself and my team, who have put so much into our product creation and development. It means the world to them. So wait, 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 hold on. Secondly, an apology. Oh. An apology. Oh and I didn't want to play that again. An an apology. Uh so he he's he's very sorry. And uh oh. I think it's important that uh to read the apology that we have the proper music. I yeah, found a way to get more eighties music to this show. Great Okay, here's the apology. An apology for those of you who were there supporting Infinity Poker during our soft launch in early 2014 and got unfortunately caught up in the debacle created by the fraudulent actions of a handful of security infiltrators, multi-accounters, and colluders. Ah, That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Due to their conduct. Not his conduct. Their conduct. It required us to make the decision to lock out the site temporarily, and by doing so, we were able to identify the internal technical flaw that enabled the breach. This is straight out of UB.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't say it was a lone program.
6: <laughs>
1: so, hold Michael Hedrick now. He wants to say he's sorry. He promises you. All right, so... Uh, needless to say, heads rolled. <laughs> needless to say, heads rolled. <laughs> Site security has always been and continues to be my top priority. He won't even explain like the quote fraudulent actions. Like what exactly happened? Like they they shut down all of a sudden and don't pay anyone, and somehow that's the fault of quote colluders and uh, security yeah, well, what infiltrators. what does
4: that have to do with not paying people?
1: Yeah, like like, like how, if they shut down, these people shouldn't have been able to cash out. Then you could have given the money back to the uh, people who got stolen from. Like why why do you just run off with the money? Heads rolled. Uh, uh, Banks got rolled Bankrolls got rolled Uh, Site security has always been and continues to be my top priority I want to assure you at this time That the lack of access to the site was primarily due to An internal reshuffling Of our software development team (laughs) Stemming from the events of our soft launch last year But it was also due to the time we were required To undergo the painstaking task Of tracking and analyzing the actions of the fraudsters The fraudsters so that we can ensure that none of the funds employed by our legitimate customers would be washed out and compromised, you know, as they were by Mr. Hadjuk himself probably last year. Anyway, uh, like I was saying before, he says, uh, yeah, I won't bother reading the end, but he says, stay infinite. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a sign-off. Stay infinite! Exclamation point. Michael Hadjuk, founder and CEO, Infinity Interactive Inc., Suite 102, Ground floor, corner of Ear and Hudson Streets, not even a full address. Belize City, Belize. That's where it is. Belize City.
4: But their contact address is in Costa Rica, and the business address, IFG Limited,
1: is in Hertfordshire. Well, I don't know. He says. Uh, Ground floor corner of Aaron Hudson Street, Belize. Like, what is there? Some guy standing in the corner at the in front of the uh, his front of seat one hundred and two. It's probably a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Ground floor corner of Aaron Hudson Streets. So it's in Belize <laughs> City, Belize. I, I wish I I knew this last year because I was in Belize City in December of two thousand and thirteen. Oh, I, I could dropped have by. I could have dropped by to the corner of Aaron Hudson Streets and asked for uh, Michael Hadrick and said, "Where are you? Where is my money?" But
4: by the way they have a 24/7 live support phone number so Oh well that's have we got to call it up let's call it up
1: what's, Maybe what's Chico
4: Loco needs to contact us. Let's him. call
1: him up I want to see what this is I I really am curious I didn't know about this okay what's the what's the phone number It's one triple eight
4: two five five one one three seven. 255 1137 All right they have the most dedicated, enthusiastic, and conscientious twenty-four-seven live support team in the globe.
1: Well, that's got to be
4: a good exclamation phone call. point in the globe, by the way. Not Thank the you for board.
2: calling Allied Wallet, a leading what? payment processor in today's industry. For customer support or questions about your transaction, press one. Okay. If you are currently in- hmm. support, this How may I help you?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I got this phone number. I I'm trying to put the money on the Infinity Poker. You know what that is? Well,
2: we are a payment gate for different online merchants. If you can provide me with the last phone numbers of your card, I'll go ahead and check the details. Whoa, the whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Hold, hold, wait, hold on, here, Giga. Okay, I don't got no. I ain't gonna give you no four of the, of the phone. I I need to know if is this Infinity mm-hmm. Poker or is this not Infinity Poker?
2: Well, if you can give me the exact name of the website, I'll go ahead and see if we do process payments for them. All right, all right.
1: Let me tell you what it is, okay? It's called Infinity Poker. That's I-N-F-I-N-I-T-I. It's not Y. It's I at the end. For some reason, I don't know. But that's what it is. Infinity Poker, and it's the phone number to call up what they call the 24-7 Customer Support Center. And they say... you. You give me very good support here.
2: Sure, I'll take that seriously. Allow me a moment, please. Okay, can I know what is the error that you're experiencing on this site? Is it billing related or is it payment related?
1: It is. Uh, it is a payment related. You know, I I, uh, I, I guess it's have tried to put the money on the site and it's not taking it from mm-hmm. me.
2: Is it not going through or is it getting declined, sir?
1: No, it is, uh, it is not going through. It is It is getting me error message. It says uh, error 273 cannot process payment at this time.
2: Okay. So if you can give me your first name on the card, please, I can go ahead and check if we do have any transaction information on our system, sir.
1: Now are you, what, what have you I, have have before know? I, okay, before I give you my information, because I'm afraid, you know, I I have told you don't give your credit card number to no one on the internet unless you trust them. So I got to trust you, okay? Uh, so, so, okay, what, sir, I, what what are you, I don't uh, yeah. What what is this allied wallet? Because I know I, I tried to put my money on Affinity Poker, not some wallet, you know, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Okay,
2: I explain to you, we are allied wallet, we are a payment gateway. we are legitimate. And if you provide the last four numbers of your card, it is similar. Okay, but well, what do you mean you are a live wallet?
1: The only wallet I know about is the one in my pants. You, you don't want to be in my pants, do you? I don't think you want to be in my pants. If you want to be in my pants, it's cool, but you know, what do you mean you are a live wallet? What is a live wallet?
2: A live wallet is a name of a payment processing company, and we process payments for different online merchants. So do you the okay, okay so, so,
1: so do you or do you not process the payments for the Affinity Poker? Yes or no? L-
2: sir looks like this one is new to our uh, system. So I just wanted to check your information If your payment did Okay, but I want to, to check
1: No, 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 no You will not check Chico Loco's information I check your information first Then you check my information, okay? So do you process for Infinity Poker, yes or no? Just give me that question Answer the question, then we go on from there
2: Okay, sir, allow me a moment As I said, looks like this one is new to the
1: system So is that yes or no? That don't mean yes That just means like it, What does is this new to the system mean? i don't know what that means
2: okay it doesn't show that it has been upgraded in full but if you're experiencing any trouble okay. i can provide
1: okay. wait, wait, hold on. wait, what are you saying not upgraded in full what does that even mean
2: maybe it is in the process of upgrading and integrating the payment wait, what, what is upgrading what, what,
1: what, what are they upgrading from
2: Okay, sir, when a, sub, when a new website, yes. any website, you know, initiates a payment gateway, it takes time. What I can do is, at the moment, I go ahead and see if we ha- have any contact details for the merchant. Okay. You can ring the merchant directly.
1: I will do know. that. I want to call the merchant. I want to, you know, they are not even mature enough to take my, my payment. I don't want to give them my credit card. You know what i say?
2: That's all right, sir. That's as per your choice we are not imposing any um thing you can go ahead and check the details with the merchant okay what is the let merchant me check number if we do have let me check if we have any contact details for them hold on a moment please Hmm. Can I put you on hold and check the details for you, please? Now you're
1: looking for Infinity Poker. You know that, right?
2: Yes.
1: You're looking for Infinity Poker with the I. Do not look for the Y. You will not find it. It is Infinity with an I. Please go ahead and check. And you can put me on hold. Is the hold music too loud? I don't want to hear no loud hold music. Can you put me on soft hold music or no hold music?
2: No hold music, you mean?
1: Yeah. No hold music is good. Okay. all right, so uh they're they're going to check right now i'm I'm kind of worried I'm gonna get busted now that that uh I lost my accent, but uh if that happens, it happens like what's what's the consequence here?
4: there's actually a separate number on the site lower as well Oh, uh,
1: maybe I just called the so. payment processor, but it's still a, they this is not a good sign it, that they don't even no, know what infinity they're poker not even is. qualified to take <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what infinity poker is yet oh yeah, yeah okay,
2: connected? yeah. Thank you for your patience. Well, I didn't see any contact information on the website of the merchant. Neither do we have any contact details for them. Ay
6: caramba, Um, what the hell, man?
2: Well, the details are not on their website. I'm not able to locate any any contact information for them online.
1: So would you suggest that I maybe don't do no business with them until they get all this shit together?
2: Well, I am. we are just a payment gate racer. That's your choice to process payments for them or no. You can make a contact with them. You can search okay. the details
1: online. Okay, I get that question. So I got the one more question for you before I get off the phone here. Um, I, I am in America now. I used to be in Mexico, but I'm am in America now. I do pretty well. That's why I gamble. Um, are you interested in being a mail order bride? But you sound pretty patient. You sound like good wife material. Would you like to come out here? I, I pay for your trip out here.
2: Well, sir, do you have any more questions related to the payment website?
1: Is that a yes or a no? Uh,
2: well, I, I would go ahead and disconnect this call.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I think no. How about questions? you send me a picture? I send you my picture. We see if we have a match, okay? I'm a handsome yes, guy, you know? I think you're gonna like me. I think I'm gonna like you. I think we got a, a good chemistry going on here. You know, even though you cannot pay okay. process my payment, I think we can process something else together for good. You know what I'm saying? I do
2: understand your thing here, but I really apologize.
1: Don't you want to uh, get out I of that? that don't you want to get out of that third world country you're in? I, mean, like, I hopped the border. I have so much a better life now. You can come over here and do the same thing with me. You know, I can get you over. Here. I can get you a green card.
2: Okay, I think we are done here. So I do not oh, think man. that you have any payment related questions. Thank you. No, no, I, I, I
1: have many questions, payment and otherwise.
2: If you have any payment related questions,
1: please go ahead. Okay, I have and payment. I have payment re- 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 okay, who do I pay to, to send you to America? That is a payment related question.
2: Okay, I do not think.
1: Who can I pay? I will pay your daddy. Who do I send to pay to send you over to me? Who do I pay? I pay them right now.
2: Sir, I apologize but I need to disconnect this call. We're not heading anywhere over this conversation. So, thank you for calling. Can I give you my
1: okay. phone number? You call me when you get off work. How about that? Sir, we talk about we talk we about what I give you. How about, how about I give okay, you a nice. Toyota Corolla? You you come you come to the U.S. I give you Toyota Corolla okay. for free. It is yours. Even if you do not stay with me, you can keep the Toyota Corolla. How about that? Uh,
2: okay, so this is my last greeting to
1: you. Uh, gr- and you're, and oh, you oh, are you giving me a greeting? Oh, I to give you a greeting. Hey, chica. What's up? Now you give me your greeting. Okay,
2: thank you for calling. Have a great time bye Bye. <laughs>
1: Well at least we got something out of it.
4: Uh, uh, was she in the uh was she taking this call by the furnace or what?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I don't even know what country that was. It's kinda of hard to tell from the accent. This is a great
4: website where they're not even like verified to take payments yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. So bizarre. And and that's that's the only number under twenty four seven live support. And then if you scroll all the way lower, then there's
1: a completely different number. So who knows? People are saying Indian. I wasn't really getting an Indian accent out of her. I don't know what she was.
4: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could be Philippines.
1: I, I remember I, I remember. I noticed a really odd accent back in 05 when I called the Boss Media Network, where I was playing a whole lot back then. And I could not quite figure out what it was. It was a, like an accent, but an accent I had never heard before. It turned out they were in Mauritius. Which is uh, you know like east of uh, Madagascar, and in fact, it is the farthest point in the world from Los Angeles. So it could not have been further from me. But uh, twelve thousand miles away, almost from Los Angeles, to get to Mauritius. But uh, they actually had pretty cool accents. Like the the women I talked to at that Mauritius center actually sounded pretty hot. But uh, obviously, uh, twelve thousand miles away wasn't was not going to work.
4: Did you offer them a Corolla?
1: I, I did not, but uh, if I had, maybe my life would be different right now. All right, people like people in the chat room like when I <laughs> said I'd pay their daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I decided. I, I actually was inspired by the chat room. Someone said something like, "She sounds like she'd be good wife material." I, thought, I said, "You know what? They're kind of right. They're kind of right." I, I got to. patient. Yeah. I got to pursue this. If, if uh, a woman is this patient with me, then she's this patient with me making a prank call, think of how patient she would be as a wife. Because the truth is, uh, you need a wife who's patient because, uh, after some time passes, no matter who you are, no matter how charming you are, no matter what good things you have going for you, eventually, uh, the woman is going to become used to you. And, and everything that was, uh, making her smile before is not going to be as interesting or as exciting anymore. And, uh, At that point, she has to have a degree of patience with you uh, with the things that she doesn't like. And if you uh, if you don't have a patient woman, then you end up with either a very unhappy marriage or divorce. So, uh, you know, I was detecting a lot of patience there.
4: Well, now you've got a plan B if, uh, you know, Benjamin's mom gets tired of you.
1: Uh, the problem is she also sounded very stubborn. It, it sounded like it would be hard to get through to her. So this would be like a romantic comedy where I've got to take someone who initially shows no interest and in seduce her and then eventually <laughs> uh, crack the tough exterior and then uh, find, out, uh, find out that, you know, 10 years ago, she met a man on a payment processing call and she fell in love with him and then he, uh, he broke her heart. And she swore Call never, the guy
4: who did uh, Full House. Maybe you can put
1: this together. Sw- swore never again. Yeah, maybe Jay Ishimaru could help me out there and uh, put together uh, Full House 3, uh, payment processing edition.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, so uh, that's Infinity Poker. Sounds like a great site to play on. Uh, Sheldon Adelson is, is gearing up to... Try to kill legalized online poker He's he's not only trying to thwart The additional expansion of Legalized online poker He's actually trying to uh, Reverse The Fact that uh, certain rooms Are allowed to operate legally On the state level Such as uh, Nevada, Delaware, New Jersey And uh, maybe soon California So he he's trying to Undo this he tried uh, before at the last minute uh, and, and could not on the last legislative session. So uh, he's trying again here in 2015 and uh, there's some concern, obviously. What if this happens? What if he's successful? He obviously has a lot of money. He has a lot of desire to do this. This has been a big thing for Sheldon Adelson for years now. Last week, one of uh, Sheldon Adelson's cronies, Jason Chaffetz, a Republican out of Utah, reintroduced the Restoration of America's Wire Act bill, also known as RAWA, R-A-W-A, in Congress. And uh, this is the... pretty much the official restart of this bill. And... uh, What's been changing over time is that more Republicans are starting to become pro-online poker, or at the very least anti, uh, anti-banning of online poker. So, so basically, uh, conservative groups are deciding that this is an assault on states' rights. And more and more conservatives are coming out and saying, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, we don't want this. We don't want the federal government coming out and telling the states whether they can or can't have gambling online within their borders. It's their choice. That's what we stand for. Uh, Stop this. We don't like it. So the American Conservative Union, the ACU, uh, has decided that they are against what Sheldon Adelson is doing. They said uh, for more than 40 years, ACU has served as an umbrella organization Harnessing the collective strength of conservative organizations fighting for Americans who are concerned with liberty, personal responsibility, traditional values, and strong national defense, as America's premier conservative voice, ACU is leading is the leading entity in providing conservative positions on issues to Congress, the executive branch, state legislatures, the media, political candidates, and the public. Uh, that's that's their uh, description of of their. Uh, but they went on to say that. Uh, Uh, Jason Chaffetz is a good conservative With an American Conservative Union Lifetime rating of 94% So they've approved of what he's done 94% of the time However we are disappointed that on this issue He's taking the side of big government Conservatives don't have to agree On the value of gambling But we should agree that it is unwise to use the brute force Of the federal government to try to stop States from making their own decisions on this activity Especially if the reason For this action is to support gambling Entrepreneurs in Las Vegas Unfortunately for them, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. It should be up to the yes. states to determine if they want to reject or accept Vegas. So they're bringing up a good point. They're saying uh, uh, not only should the federal government butt out of this, but they shouldn't butt into this on behalf of gambling interest in Vegas. They want to keep the action in their own casinos over there. This is a a casino versus casino issue trying to, you know, with disagreements about uh, who should have the right to what types of gamblers. And uh, we shouldn't be passing laws based upon this, on uh, based upon morality. We shouldn't have gamblers saying that other forms of gambling are immoral. Uh, and he also said the federal government does have a role in legitimate law enforcement matters, but it should not take on the added responsibility of overriding a state's inherent police powers. So uh, he said, you know, let the states deal with this. They, let let them monitor their own online gambling within their own states. And the federal government shouldn't get involved. So this is good uh, and bad. What's bad is that uh, Sheldon Adelson is proceeding forward with this R.A.W.A. And he has a lot more time to do it now. He had to rush before and couldn't get it done. But uh, he's trying again. He's going to put a lot of money behind it. Uh, Sheldon Adelson gave more than $90 million to various political candidates last year. So anyone who opposes him like this is risking that he will either go against them or not support them anymore. So it is hard for some conservatives to come out against Sheldon Adelson's biggest interest at the moment, but uh, a lot of them have decided that they're so against what's happening here they can't keep quiet, which is good. So uh, there are enough complaints so far from conservatives about this that I think between that and between the Democrats who are uh, just pro-online gambling in the first place, I think the support for Adelson's position is really dwindling, that he's he's really losing now from the left and the right for different reasons, but uh, both valid reasons, actually. The The left saying, uh, we just want this to exist in the first place. The, the right saying, uh, regardless of how we personally feel about it, the uh, federal government should not get involved in this.
4: Yeah, I think especially with an election coming up, you're seeing the Republicans uh, bend on certain uh, sort of populist issues, this being one of them legalizing marijuana and, uh, you know, things like middle class wages. So this seems to be on the radar, and I don't think they're going to let it go until the election cycle's over.
1: Yeah, and... uh... You know, Adelson's not going to back down easily. He's going to keep pressing here until no. it's uh, until it's totally clear it won't work. He's going to keep pressing hard. He's going to spend a lot of money. He's going to keep pressing, mm-hmm. and uh, I I don't think it's going to work. I, I think there's enough opposition on both sides. It's just not going to go anywhere. I, I, I don't
4: need the, the the other thing is it's out of the genie's out of the bottle. I mean, it's already in place in certain states. Yeah, it's you know, nothing terrible has happened. In fact, you can pretty much prove that, hey, it's safer now than when we had these, you know, non-regulated sites. So
1: uh, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah, that's true. It's always harder to undo something than to prevent something being done in the first place. Once it's already been done, it's harder to repeal it. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't see this happening. And uh, I, I just think especially... His only chance was if he could convince Republicans who have the majorities now, if he could convince them to all get behind this. But now what he thought was going to be his support base is increasingly going against him, saying, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't what we're about. This is not what we want to do. This isn't uh, what we stand for. And and even if you give us a lot of money, uh, we just can't say we support this because this is what we're against. And, you know— Props to Ron Paul for this. Ron Paul's the one who got the whole uh, ball rolling with standing up against Adelson and this states' rights issue and saying, if you're a real conservative, you're going to be against this because this is exactly what you've been saying as a conservative all this time that states should have the rights to determine things like this. And if you are going to say the federal government should overrule them, then you are not a real conservative. And uh, I think this resonated with a lot of conservative politicians. And uh, this is what's happening. I think this is going to not go anywhere, thanks to the bipartisan opposition which is forming here. So I, I think I'm not that worried about this. No. Uh, Dan Bilzerian. He's not worried anymore because he's not going to go to jail. Dan Bilzerian got a slap on the wrist for something that could have potentially been serious. Uh, to defend Dan Blazerian a little bit. uh, He was just kind of stupid and irresponsible, but was not actually intending to cause anyone any harm. He wasn't a terrorist, but in fact, he did have explosive manufacturing materials on uh, November 4th, 2014. Uh, And then uh, he, he loaded an old truck with explosives uh detonated it from a distance by firing rifle bullets into the vehicle and then uh people saw the uh the fire and the flying shrapnel in the area and uh reported it and then they he and a friend were arrested and uh, in fact he wasn't making a secret of this. He was posting about it on Instagram of all things. So this was not uh, a secret thing. He's doing the desert. He was, uh, this was just for fun. He wasn't trying to make bombs. He wasn't trying to create any kind of uh, weapon to hurt people. It was just uh, go out in the desert and blow things up. because He likes doing that. Right. Unfortunately, and he,
4: nobody ultimately got hurt. Yeah,
1: Nobody got hurt, but unfortunately this is illegal and it's a pretty yes. big deal to make bombs like this and blow them up. And, uh, you know, even if it is out in the middle of nowhere. So, um, He was able to make a deal He was able to Avoid serving any prison time In connection with this incident His deal involved A whopping fine of (laughs)
3: $10,000 Which for you and
1: I would be A substantial fine And we'd say, oh crap, that sucks It's a, you know, look what I could have done With $10,000 Well, for Dan Bilzerian, that's nothing That's, uh uh, yeah. I'm, per- I'm sure
4: the explosives in the truck cost more than
1: that Yeah <laughs> that, That's a small percentage of, of one pot That he plays for in poker I mean it's just uh, it's, a, it's Less than one hand of blackjack It's a joke So uh, $10,000 fine And a public service announcement He has to do I can't wait till this thing comes out A public service announcement that he has to do For of all things the Bureau of Land Management <laughs> What's he going to say? Uh, this is Dan Bilzerian, and blowing things up in the desert is no joke. Uh, make sure that when you want to blow something up, you don't actually do it, or you get the proper permits to do so. Blowing things up in the desert can cause unintended injury and is against the law. So don't be a dope. Don't blow things up in the desert. Like, what's he going to say?
4: <laughs> Only you can prevent truck-based explosives <laughs> I,
1: don't yeah, I, I, I gotta see this thing I'm just gonna be like so stilted and so obviously not sincere this public service announcement for the Bureau of Land Management or maybe he'll, maybe he'll be doing one that like totally nothing to do with this like just uh something about uh about land management about like when you're uh when your cows are, are grazing make sure that they're not grazing on public land and eating public grass because the taxpayers paid for that public grass and uh and your cows need to stay on your own land Like, a, <laughs> I, I've never even seen a public service announcement From the Bureau of Land Management
4: No, no
1: But I, I <sighs> think uh, I think Dan Bilzerian before doing this I, I think he needs a little bit of practice uh, About public service announcements And I, I think he needs to just uh, Sometimes to learn about the present uh, You need to look in the past So I think that he should model himself After something like this
5: I'm Mr. T, and I'll be right back. we one to grow on.
1: Fairy Crunch is fun to eat. <laughs> she has the commercial on Smurf Fairy Crunch. Yeah, maybe you should do the one to grow on. Uh, you should watch these and do something similar. This is Dan Blazerian, and that's one to grow on.
2: You gotta be kidding with those baby barbell then. Well, I don't know about lifting my dad's weight. They're kind of hazardous. Maybe for you, but not for the big guys
5: like Mr. T and me. Hey, hold it a second. That kid thinks he can look like Mr. T overnight. It took me years of slow, steady training before I became a specimen that you see today. You got to take one step at a time. You got to start small and build up. Then you move on to the next side. And when you're really prepared,
0: then you can move on to the big time. Ah!
5: <laughs> well See there are some things Even T ain't ready for yet Nothing comes easy So if you want to get bigger Start smaller
2: Do you have an extra one Of those small barbells?
1: And that's one to grow old I don't know if it's him but It kind of looked like Jason Bateman in that commercial I think it might <laughs> well, have been it could have been I think it really was him I mean it really looks a lot was- like him
4: was this an epidemic in the 80s, by the way, kids lifting their dad's weights?
1: Well, it's, I was going to mention bizarre. that. I don't know about PSA. the 80s, but in the 70s, I actually had that situation in my real life. I had oh, a friend who well, yeah. lived next door. This was in, uh, I think, 1978. Lived next door, and uh, he got a hernia as a six-year-old from lifting weights. His guy got obsessed with, uh, with lifting weights and becoming strong. And uh, he lifted heavier and heavier weights, and he got a hernia as a six-year-old. So he should have watched Mr. T's one to grow on. It's just you know, this this commercial didn't come out for like another five years, but uh, it it was a real problem. It was a real problem. It's uh, funny that Mr. T uh, jumped on this five years too late.
4: Well, he he had the,
1: yeah, he didn't have the foresight, but. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, Dan Bilzerian uh, and his one to grow on for Bureau of Land Management is going to get away with this and. I guess he also paid $17,231.50 for, quote, cleanup expenses of the explosion site. But uh, still, nothing compared to all the money he has. This is really a slap on the wrist and uh, and proof that if you have a ton of money and can afford an elite attorney like uh, David Chesnoff, then uh, you can really – get away with a lot of things that the average person can't I bet if I was caught doing yeah. this that I would be going to prison for a while
4: you can literally kill a you know blonde woman and a waiter
1: that's That'd true funny. that's true so we just got to be sure not to uh do something stupid and uh, bust into a hotel room with a gun later on <laughs> and then it, then it comes back to and bite. make
4: sure not to take your arthritis arthritis medicine I'm sure <laughs> you know that
1: story but. all right so uh Let's see what's next on this. Uh, Amaya, owner of PokerStars and Full Tilt, is deciding that they can squeeze blood from a stone. They are suing Eric Lindgren for $2.5 million for an incident that occurred uh, several years ago on the original Full Tilt Poker. And it's... uh, Unbelievable they're actually trying to sue him at this point. But uh, I I think it's kind of like a Hail Mary attempt to get back the money in case he ever comes up with money again. But uh, uh, where's the story here?
4: I should have had this one Well, it's probably no you know, loss or risk to them because I'm sure they have lawyers that they're paying all the time to do everything. So they're like, eh, just put this out here too. And I think also maybe they think, oh, we'll bring this up again publicly. It doesn't look good. Maybe he comes to us to make a settlement. That's still better than nothing.
1: Yeah, so for those of you that don't know the story, this is really amazing. This is one of the most amazing things that happened with Full Tilt that was really giving you a good picture of the incompetence that was going on there during uh, its heyday. Eric Lindgren was one of the higher level full tilt red pros. Uh, the full tilt red pros got a compensation ranging from 100% rake back all the way up to a million dollars a month. Guys like Ivy were getting that. Uh, Lindgren was one of the higher level pros there. He was getting about 250k a month for just doing nothing. He just uh, he, all he had to do was sit on his ass and get 250k a month. Pretty good. Unfortunately, even with that rolling in, uh, he ended up not only broke, but owing a lot of money to people that he could no longer pay once Black Friday came and the uh, gravy train was derailed. But the funny part of the story, the sad and funny part, uh, has to do with a loan that he took from them. So Lindgren, and this is, of course, back before Black Friday... Lindgren went to full tilt and said, hey, guys, uh, I'm a little bit in financial trouble, but you're paying me 250 a month. How about you loan me $2 million? You know, it's not going to take that long. It'll be uh, less than 10 months. It'll be eight months. So just loan me $2 million right now, and then, uh, you know, eight months later, we'll be even because you're paying me 250 a month. So Chris Ferguson, who was in charge of it, said, all right, yeah, that's reasonable. All right, no problem, Eric. No problem. Here is your $2 million. Done. Ding! And press the button. Well, uh, somehow he sent it twice. No one caught it. He sent $2 million twice to Eric Lindgren and Eric Lindgren received four
3: <laughs>
1: instead of two. It's the truth. I, uh, this sounds like something on a TV show, but uh, I mean, it sounds too absurd for a TV show. If I, saw, if I saw this on a TV show, I'd laugh at it. I'd say, come on. Yeah, You you hit the wrong button and send an extra $2 million and no one catches it? Right. That, that would never happen. I mean, seriously, I would say that. If I saw this on TV, I'd say, that's an absurd plot point. That couldn't happen.
4: Yeah. It, you'd think, oh, that's so manufactured because they're trying to get to something. You wouldn't.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Strange. A super strange, manufactured. Strange no matrix. way this could actually happen. There's so many checks and balances. There's no way that $2 million could be sent twice, and especially not sent twice and not caught right away. Well... That's what happened. It was sent twice and was not caught right away. So Lindgren, <laughs> who is obviously hurting for money, says, "Oh my God, look at this! I got an extra two million. Well, alrighty, I got an extra two million. Sweet, my problems are over." And I'm sure he went and uh, cashed some out. He probably transferred money to people he owed. Whatever it was, he uh, he made very quick use of the money, and it was gone. So then uh, later on, uh, they realized it. And this is not a rumor. Uh, even Howard Lederer verified this on his Poker News interview. Uh, later on, they uh, came to realize this and came back to Eric and said, Hey, Eric, uh, remember we kind of sent you an extra $2 million and you kind of took it and didn't tell us? Uh, can we kind of have it back? <laughs> I, this really happened. This really happened. So... They, uh, he said, I can't, I don't have the money. Sorry. I, I cannot give this to you. I cannot give you what I don't have. It's gone. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll pay it to you one day if I get the money back. Sorry. And that was it. So, uh, apparently, uh, Amaya, who now owns Full Tilt, is suing Lindgren for that money a long time ago because the, they claim they have the right to it. So um they are looking to recover the $2 million quote accidental deposit which is hilarious that's what it's called and also I guess another 531,000 in loans that uh, they made to him that he didn't pay back so may- maybe he paid back the other you know 1.5 million of it but so- somehow they are saying that he owes 531,000 in loans and then this other 2 million that they sent him that they didn't realize was gone. You know, right. what probably happened was they didn't realize well, that they, the yeah, right? they
4: probably took it out of his salary. Yeah, they probably took it out
1: of salary, and then they, and then it's it, the first two million. Yeah, one and a half of the first two million, right? And then the other two they realized later. So um, Lindgren filed for bankruptcy, but um, what's kind of odd is that uh, this does not save him from this debt. Because uh, uh, he, so he filed for bankruptcy, but supposedly the bankruptcy court did not discharge the poker star's debt, aka the Full Tilt debt, it's the same company now, and they're now free to try to collect it. So um, I don't think Eric Lincoln has any money at the moment, but I, I think they're probably hoping that maybe he hits a big tournament, and then they can show up at the cage, Mason Malmuth style, and collect it. And uh, so I think they're hoping to get a judgment and then they can try to immediately put a restraining order on him collecting the money if he wins something big in a tournament, or it looks like he's about to, and then uh, and then collect it the same way Malmuth did to Dutch Boyd for the 60000 So So uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to do this because uh, the truth is this was all money that was... Accumulated through illegal operations So they It's kind of like right. a drug dealer Saying uh, hey I loaned you uh, Two million dollars I accidentally gave you two million dollars of, of money that I made For selling drugs And I also loaned you five hundred thousand So I'm suing you for two point five million For this uh, loan drug money That you never gave me back I mean that would get laughed out of court but, but somehow they seem to believe that they Can win this one which which is odd, but they seem to think, their lawyers seem to believe that they can do it. Now, it's also possible that they are doing this to then uh, get some kind of agreement out of Lindgren, to right, where he signs something and says, okay, uh, how about I give you $1 million, and then uh, signs something that if he cashes the tournament, it goes to them first, or something like that. So... Uh, as you said, it probably isn't that expensive for them to file this, and someone says, hey, $2.5 is a drop in the bucket for a huge company like Amaya, but it's still $2.5 It's still worth expending a little bit of effort to get. Sure. I mean, think of these lawyers they have. Think of how many lawyers could be bought to work full-time for them for $2.5 I mean, several.
4: Yeah. So. Think of how many lasers you could buy for
1: them. That. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've got a big laser expense. They can't uh, – they can't slack off here. They need every penny they can get to pay for those uh, lasers that are shooting all the cards. So we will see where this goes. Uh, now, there's some other names that are said to owe money to Full Tilt, included Barry Greenstein, who was said to owe 400000 In fact, he agreed he did. Uh, Mike Matisau, David Benjamin, and even Phil Ivey. So maybe there will be other lawsuits. The first ones they're going after is Lindgren. But I think maybe with Lindgren, they, they may feel they have a stronger case because it's not an unpaid loan. It's mostly him appropriating an accidental deposit. And it is true that you're not allowed to just take money that's accidentally given to you. That right. uh, like if you go to an ATM machine and the you you request uh you, your account has two hundred dollars and you say hey give me my two hundred and it spits out uh, two thousand you can't just keep the two thousand in fact that's against the law
4: so yeah although like like you said this is <laughs> a lot more complicated yeah. than that because it's an illegal business they're in a different country he was an employee but not really like uh, I don't
1: know yeah I always I mean like I've always told people and I still believe this is true that if you stiff an online poker site that's abroad. They can't do anything. They can't come to the U.S. No, and sue for can't. it. And so, and I, I've told people that before when they've uh, had some kind of dispute, and um, you know, they say, "Hey, should I?" I'm getting threats. They're going to put it on my credit. I'm getting threats. They're going to sue me. And say, "Look, don't worry about it. They can't do any of this. They can't and won't." So uh, this is a little bit different, but I I don't know if this could be successful. I think they could successfully argue that uh, uh, this was money that. Uh, Came from an illegal source in the first place through an illegal business, and uh, that uh, basically they don't they, they don't have a claim to it. But you know, I'm not well, an attorney. I doubt this
4: will ever see an actual court.
1: But... No, I don't think it will. And uh, I think they are looking for something out of him to uh, some kind of agreement. And it's like a free roll. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. It may just kind of die and go nowhere. But they are suing him, Gary Loveman. CEO of Caesars is stepping down and it'll be uh, right as the World Series is starting on June 1st Uh, he is an embattled CEO he is uh, at the helm of a company that just declared bankruptcy a company that's been in trouble for quite some time and uh, people have been calling for Loveman's head for a while now so it's uh, finally happening now Uh, It's not, he's not stepping aside right away, as I said. Uh, He's going to be leaving on June 1st. The former CEO of Hertz, Mark Fisora, will be taking over. a July 1st, not June 1st. I thought it was June 1st. Uh, Gary Loveman will remain at Caesars as chairman. He's not going to be CEO anymore, but he will be chairman. However, uh, Bootsy Collins on our site commented, don't expect Loveman to stay as chairman for long. Companies usually do this to avoid pass- paying a massive severance package up front. I give it less than a year tops before he's gone. Very possible. So I, I I do think it's funny that he would step down to be chairman after being CEO. It's kind of an odd uh, thing to do, but maybe that's what this, this is about. Just uh,
4: different... yeah, Either way, it seems like He's, you know, being transitioned out.
1: Yeah. So that's the end of uh, Gary Loveman from Caesars. We'll see if we see any significant difference in their operations. You know, a lot of what he was criticized for was uh, the massive debt that piled up and for blowing it with Macau. For uh, his, their, their, The win and, and uh, you know Adelson's Casinos, his Sands Corporation, they're making a ton of money out there in Macau. And Caesar's has no presence there. and they blew it. And it, I mean, this is an obvious one. This is an obvious. Yep. It's it's known how much uh, Chinese people love to gamble. And there's, you know, while there's a lot of poor people yep. in China, there's also a lot of rich people. It's a huge population there, way 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 bigger than the U.S. population. So uh, they have a, a lot of money over there, and a lot of people who love to gamble, and uh, that's where they go. So to, to pass that up is amazingly foolish. But uh, and even even admitted he made a mistake there. So uh, we'll see if they change much that affects us as customers at Caesars, or if these are just uh, kind of business decision type things that don't, the typical customer doesn't really uh, feel very much. We will see as time passes after July 1st though, usually the new CEO likes to do things he likes to change things, shake things up to uh, put his stamp on uh, on the company when he shows up to kind of show like these are my ideas and then if they succeed then it makes him look good it makes him look like the previous guy was not as good as he is
4: That's right it. and it's also kind of safe cuz then if it doesn't work you say well i'm still dealing with all this yeah shit. Okay. So the president
1: do it yeah the president <laughs> uh, president obama loves that one to blame it on bush okay so as uh, a uh, little caesar's piece of news for the seven stars program and i this is not going to affect most of you but It just kind of irritated me and I I wanted to mention it. The Seven Stars program has a thing called a signature event every year for Seven Stars members where they they put on a lot of activities or whatever, but it's usually pretty cheesy and they they overestimate how much people enjoy it. They'd be better off spending the money on free play or food credits or things people would actually use, but yeah, it's Caesar's for you. They think putting on like a a summer camp-like environment of an event is going to excite people. But um, this shows you how, how to touch they are. Now keep in mind, the seven stars are the best customers of Caesars. These are the ones you don't want to piss off. These are the ones you don't want to annoy. So you can choose one of four signature events this year. And here are your choices. You can choose New Orleans in June... Of 2015 (laughs) Everybody says I I can't wait to spend time in New Orleans In June Great place to be Uh, Las Vegas in the beautiful month of August (laughs) There's uh, Nothing more lovely Than uh, taking a stroll At midnight in August When it's 100 degrees Lake Tahoe in September Oh that sounds nice Mm, depends when in September. They haven't said yet, but uh, early September, that's fine. Late September, it's, it's already starting to get cool there. High in late September is like 68, low is like 35, so a, a good portion of the day is it's uh, below 60 degrees. Is that bitter cold? No, but uh, you know you're supposed to be going there and enjoying yourself outdoors. Why not do it in the summer or in the winter when you can ski? Why? So I have a feeling it is going to be late September knowing them. Uh and then Atlantic City, the only one that seems to uh have a decent time of year they chose June, which uh even though a lot of the area in New Jersey, New York uh, isn't very nice in June, uh Atlantic City I looked at the weather, it's like you know, mid seventies high typically then. So that's that's pretty nice. But that's
4: not bad seems like they're picking though just low season
1: right relocation right that, that was the rooms and right and that's that's what I thought is so ridiculous now these are their best customers so instead of saying hey we're gonna pick something to where when we have these events they're gonna just enjoy being there and, and you know yes we're gonna take up some rooms that could have otherwise been sold but big deal big deal we're gonna we're gonna treat our customers well and of course they're gonna gamble while they're here it's not like we're just wasting the, the space these are our biggest gamblers. Why don't we have them come out when it's a nice time to be here? And you know, last year, at least, the Vegas one was in October. The Tahoe thing was in August. I mean, that made sense. Vegas is very nice in October. Tahoe is very nice in August. But uh, this year, it looks like they're just trying to focus, as you said, on the low season. So they're like, hmm, You know, New Orleans in June is hot and humid. Nobody wants to come there. Uh yeah. We have all these empty rooms. Let's have the signature event then. Hey, Las Vegas in August. Uh, yeah, no World Series going on anymore, and it's 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 uh, sweltering hot. It's a hundred degrees at night. Uh, yeah, let's fill up those rooms. Lake Tahoe yeah. in September. Yeah, all the summer people. They you know after Labor Day they don't want to come here anymore. They yeah, wait. Kids are
4: back in school. The it's kids are waiting back to school. Yeah, you wait. Yeah.
1: People don't want to go here yet. They're going to come in a few months when ski season comes. Uh, yeah, let's it's come in September. Like you know. Hold these events, Caesars, for your best customers when they really want to be there, not when you have empty rooms that you're not going to use anyway. That's, a, that's not the way you should be treating your seven stars customers. And that's it. It's a small thing. It's just this is the type of stuff they've got to stop because it annoys people. It uh, they think people are too stupid to notice this, but they're not. It, it doesn't take a genius to say, "Oh, New Orleans in June, Las Vegas in August, Lake Tahoe in September." Yeah, I, I see what they're doing here. They don't want they don't want to invite us over there when it's a nice time to be there. So
4: well, the other weird thing is, as a seven stars, are you not guaranteed? What is it, two or three nights, whenever you? No, want? No more, it? F-
1: four or five. So so okay, four
4: or five. So you could just take any time, high or low season, anyway. Yeah. So that's so so what's so, the difference,
1: right? Right, and and. Uh, um, so they have these events, which is, are not very exciting. You know, a, a little hors d'oeuvre reception, uh, a, a, sometimes a, a cheap dinner or a buffet dinner. Or, um, you know, Last year's, for example, they had one at the Brooklyn Bowl at the Link where you can go bowling afterwards and have some hors d'oeuvres beforehand. A big deal. I mean, Benjamin yeah. enjoyed it. Benjamin got to bowl for the first time in his life. But, uh, uh, you know, for the typical gambler that doesn't have a little kid with him that's excited about bowling uh, – you know, that's not a big, no one's going to come to Las Vegas so you can get free bowling.
4: Yeah. Also, if you were, you know, n- not doing what you're doing and grinding up in video poker, I mean, the, the actual pit gambler that's lost enough to get a seven stars, what are you giving them some, some shrimp in a free bowling game? What's that, 20 bucks? Yeah, that's what's so ridiculous. Like in fact, uh,
1: here's what's really even dumber. Last year, I don't, know, I don't know if they're going to repeat the same mistake. Uh, they, for the Las Vegas event in October... They were giving people really, really lame free play with it. so they were giving people like 100 bucks, 200 bucks, and then those same people have regular offers for Vegas of like 800, 900 bucks. So people call <laughs> up and say, "Wait a minute, uh, uh, screw these, these cheesy little events you're having. I want the 800 900 bucks free play instead. So you know, uh, does this mean I can't attend the events?" And the host said, "Yes, that's what it means." <laughs> So people said, all right, well, F you then. I'm, I'm not attending these dumb events. Just uh, just book me on the free play offer. So then no one booked these uh, Las Vegas uh, signature events. And then at the last minute, they had to eat crow and say, OK, OK, you can double you can double book this one.
4: Well, the way Seven Stars was explained to me was, again, if you're not you know, grinding video poker and getting your double points every day is... Basically, it's called seven stars because you had to have wagered $700,000... Oh, I didn't know that. ...throughout the year. So if that's the average gambler who's doing blackjack or slots... This kind of thing is like a slap in the face, like free bowling and a hundred bucks. It's uh, yeah, I mean, especially nothing.
1: when you have an offer at the same time that's a lot more than that. Than to tell the person, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't go to the seven star events because you're booked on this other offer. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, like yeah. these are the petty and stupid things that they need to stop doing because it really. It, I know people. I know people who are not like me that are not like grinders or or uh, bonus whores that that just want to gamble. And this thing pisses them off. Like things like this just get them angry, and they say, "Well, you know, I've this. I'm just going to go to MGM." I'm just ditching this whole thing. Like a- yeah,
4: I, I I was in Vegas three weeks ago, and I booked it on an offer from Caesars, and uh, they screwed it up. You know, I'm not a big player or anything, but, you know, I play some pit games, and the offer was, you know, what, whatever it was, three or four nights at playing Hollywood and some free play, and I booked it, and I got there. I got the room, which was fine, but then they said they couldn't locate the free play. They didn't see it on the offer. <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, I mean, it was a whole thing. I went to the actual Total Rewards desk. Complained. They said, "Oh, we can only see the free room code. We can't see anything else." Oh, wow. Uh, we'll put twenty five dollars on your card for your troubles, <laughs> or nothing. Great. And I was like, "Well, I guess the twenty five is better than nothing." But you know, I'm not happy about this. And they're like, "Ah, oh, that's eh, can't do anything."
1: Here's Bad Guy Twenty Three like... by, the, by the Bad Guy Twenty Three is ripping on me in the chat room. He says. Uh, He's trying to call in, I think. Th- Does Ben? I, I don't see his call coming. Uh, does Ben oh. ever get to take a walk around the block? Kid's always in a casino. Wh- uh, when he robs you when, get, when he gets older to gamble, you're to blame. <laughs> Dreff's wife is getting sick of that shit. Uh, it, it, I'll, I'll tell you a story about Benjamin, though. I had uh, Bodog up a few weeks ago. And, he yeah, he watches me occasionally. And he saw me dealt 6'4 uh, off-suit. And he says, a six and a four, you should throw that away. <laughs> I said, oh, wow. Uh-oh. He's actually right. He's, he's, I'm actually getting advice from Benjamin on how to play limit hold'em that's correct. So, uh, and I didn't I, I didn't even bait him. I didn't say, hey, Benjamin, should I throw this away? He, he actually said, a six and a four, you should throw that away.
4: He said, six and a four, bye-bye, Bozo.
1: <laughs> you remember, bye-bye, Bozo. I got. I love that clip you got to get that one back. I, I think I may have it. Let me see. Let me see if I can find Bye Bye Bozo. Sounds funny. Let's see. Now, now i got to really find it. That's I funny.
4: keep saying he's calling, by the way. He says, answer the phone. It's me. I'm calling. But I'm calling uh, from a blocked number.
1: Now that's, a, that's why it's not getting through. Oh, so it just doesn't go through. Okay. It just doesn't go through. I've told people, don't block it. Do Star 82 or something. That's, All
4: right.
1: It's, can I do find Bye, Bye Bye Bozo? Where is it? i got to play it because... Uh, I gotta find it. You're making me find it now. Uh, I think I know where it is. I got to I gotta organize these things better. Um, here we are. This is from th- almost three years ago. It's from he it was like one and a half. Is it gonna play?
0: Is it? <laughs> 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 that
1: was yeah, it was he was <clears throat> one and a half and uh you know, I actually liked when I was, when he was one and a half, and uh, a little more than one. I think he was like 19 months or something. I called him up from the World Series and actually talked to him. You know, we couldn't have that much of a conversation, but he, I was able to like talk to him interactively, where I'd uh, you know ask something or he'd you know, ask something, a question he'd know how to answer, or uh, you know he knew he was having a phone conversation. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm calling my one year old from the World Series.
0: Bye bye, Bullshit.
4: Is that what he said when you told him you busted out? <laughs> That's
1: what he said. That's what I uh, when I told him on the main event there that I, I folded t- to a uh, massive bluff when I had a set. And uh, <laughs> Benjamin said,
5: Bye bye, Bullshit. Okay,
1: bad guy. <laughs> you, you finally got through.
4: There he is.
5: Yeah, well, I was calling Block, man. Thanks for not, like, saying the area code and everything.
1: Well, I think everybody knows your you area until amnesty is served, I don't want to. Well, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this amnesty because this is. Well, uh, that was a good
5: segue. You're talking about Ben. We're talking about child support.
1: Yeah. I well, mean, I, I don't think I'll ever be in that position, though. I don't. Think, I think even if you know. No, not you, but me. I mean, yeah. Come yeah.
5: On, what, the, what do you mean, you? I mean, you're not. Gonna, you, you might be in that position. You keep taking them to that goddamn casino. Well, no,
1: look, like I even if even if he. Even if I split up with his you know, mom. She might leave you,
5: man. But she, even if she leaves okay. me, I'm not going to be... The room uh, service only lasts so long. Drop
1: listen, listen. playing poker
5: for 12 hours. Even if
1: she leaves me, I'm not going to be in a position where I'm avoiding child support. I'll, I'll you know... I, oh, shut the hell up. But, not, but not, right? not only child
5: that... Child support look, people are
1: crazy. Hang on a second. She has a job, so I, I won't have to pay child support anyway. I'll, what are you uh, talking about, sir? You, wait,
5: wait a second. Are you kidding me? Uh... uh
1: Hey, listen. Her I I could actually child
5: support. Her, her dad won the fucking Powerball. You got to pay, man.
1: Listen, I could I could probably hit her for child support. I could say, hey, look, I, I can't play poker.
5: You better be watching that kid. I used to watch my kid every day, <laughs> every day for nine years until she didn't need a fucking babysitter anymore. And yeah, well, you know what? You you probably would find a way around it, man. No, That's I wouldn't find I a way. No, look, look, like,
1: I, I I wouldn't be finding ways around it, but I you know I would I would support. My child, I would uh, and you know I would be having well, my child fifty not, I don't fifty. Well, but...
5: my child. Sometimes you don't have the money, and guess what? There's a warrant on you in two months.
1: Okay, well I that's mean, a... and they don't give a fuck.
5: Well, here, the, well, you, the... you you've seen the? Wait a second, hold on. You seen the report? Two thousand people, twenty million dollars owed. They were bringing SWAT teams to Rosa's, my mom's, and I only owed seventeen grand, and that was from back child support when from Washington County which I which you guys don't even know about and they're bringing swat teams and there's 20 million dollars
1: out Well, hold on L- let's listen to the report. Come on, bro. Wanna, I'm gonna the report i want to so i want to play the reports everybody knows what you're talking about here here's the okay. uh, i thought i was going to play the report. so go. close oh what is yet? this
2: so far from it all <laughs> no, no
1: no 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 it's trying to put an so ad get here get your
5: porn off of here no
1: no i'm not going to let ads play on this show there's no free ads can play on this show so i'm i'm muting the ad until it's over and then uh then we'll play the uh, here we go it's so slow to load this fight. This terrible uh, WPXI. Yeah, site.
5: WPXI, man, it takes a while for that to load. It does, even on my Yeah, it's just sitting frozen now.
1: I mean, it played before. I thought it would play again fast. It's just sitting It'll here. play, man. I'm staring at this yeah. woman here holding her paper at the news desk. And, like, nothing's happening. Yeah,
5: she's happening. pregnant, dude. She's usually hot, man. She's not even hot anymore. Well,
1: nothing's happening. It's just it's just frozen. i got to reload. probably a that.
5: fucking line, man. I think you know, i, I got to reload like this. No,
1: no, 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 no. I, I think it's legit, but i got to reload it. It's a uh, it's so fun. I played it with no problem. Dude, I
5: got like 20 calls today. And you know what the bad thing is? I mean, I, I'm not really bad right now. I, I've got a warrant again because I didn't show up again. Because if you show then up you down get, there and you, you don't have there's... the money they asked for, they're putting you in jail. I mean, that's what they do. It's a joke. I mean, I already went to jail two times last year. Over the child support? This... Yeah, what do oh. you mean for child support? That's what I went for one uh-huh, like, i don't know. Up on your radio show.
1: All right, here, here we go.
5: Here we go. Yep. The right,
0: County ahead. is offering amnesty for parents behind on child support. It is this Thursday and Friday, and if you have failed to appear at hearings, you can show up at the court's main office and not be fined. This only applies to child support warrants. According to the Trib, there are more than 2,000 bench warrants out for people owing child support.
1: Okay, so that's the uh, short and $20 report. Twenty million dollars is
5: owed. Did you read the thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it says uh, Allegheny County is is in Pittsburgh. Allegheny All right, County is Offering amnesty for parents behind on child support. If you fail to appear at hearings, you can show up at the court's main office in downtown Pittsburgh on Thursday and Friday and not be fine. People who've never heard the show before are probably wondering why we're covering this topic. Uh, <laughs> officials said, that
5: guy owes child support." Yeah,
1: <laughs> officials said the amnesty program applies to child support warrants only. According to the Tribune Review, there are more than two thousand bench warrants for people owing child support in Allegheny County, and uh, that's the, the article ends there.
5: Well, Allegheny County's big, bro. It's big. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. I mean, it's it's the biggest. It's got to be one of the biggest counties in Pennsylvania. Yeah.
1: So, so I I think this is legit. I don't think the uh TV station is going to make make a report to trap people. They they would never do it. Make them look terrible if this happened. Uh they're mm-hmm. obviously No, it would be because uh, Yeah, because I've seen i, you know, I do that thing in like in Alabama.
5: Where they told the guys they won like uh, Auburn tickets or some shit, and the dudes all came down there and they were just fucking arresting them. No, 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 but that's different. Like it's, mean, not, it's
1: it's not like they're trying to get specific criminals, like like a guy accused of murder, and they got to use any premise to get him down there because it's so serious. This is child support. They're not the the TV station is not going to risk its integrity just to get child support people in trouble. It's a, it's not a serious enough crime to warrant doing this and and set a trap through a TV station. It's like, if, if it was like, Hey, anyone accused of attempted murder, uh, who's on the run, uh, come down and, uh, and we'll give you amnesty that, that I would be suspicious of, but uh, I'll
5: tell you what, they make you feel like that when you owe child support in this County. I'm (laughs) telling you, that's why, because these people that are working in there, they're just regular people, man. And they, they're power hungry. They didn't make it as cops. My one buddy who's a cop now, I won't just, close his name, but he's related to somebody on the site, I'll tell you that. He used to work in child support, and he was my go-to guy, man. When, when, I mean, I've been paying child support for a long time. And believe me, I got behind on it, shit happened, but these people don't care, man. If you miss two payments, they're putting a warrant on you. Okay, so It does not matter, man. Why That's is not he... right. That's why like there's 2,000 warrants and $20 million fucking dollars owed. How, how can these cops find all these people? I mean, they don't want to work with you.
1: Now, uh, joke, how bro. how old is the child in question here? Thirteen. Thirteen. And uh, and how often do you see this child? Uh,
5: in the last year, not at all because oh. of all this child support. Jeez. Because I was hiding and then she got mad. Before that, I've seen her every day, bro. I used huh. to go, I should have been getting paid child support. <laughs> That's what no one understands. But the mom didn't need babysitters anymore and stuff. I told you this on the shows before. And it's just what it is, man. It's fucking horrible. So this caused a big rift with everybody because it pissed me off. I mean, you go to jail, bro, you get treated like a criminal. And I kid around on here and stuff. I mean, I'm not a criminal. And these motherfuckers, they didn't arrest me once. They arrested me twice last year. I was on the run for five years, if you want to call it on a run. I mean, they just couldn't find me. I mean, I got lucky. These people come at your house at 1 in the morning, but only a few times. But they bring a SWAT team to houses, bro. Huh. I mean, you, you. just heard it. Hold up, drop two thousand people, twenty million dollars. They're bringing SWAT teams to everybody's house. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that. I mean, like, <laughs> bro, they did it. I mean, they went to they went to the girl that I have kids with now's house. They went to a person's house that I never was at. They went to my mom, my grandma's roses. That's why you think I'm at roses. Are you kidding? Me? That's why I got arrested at. I don't know
1: how. To you know what? I them. I'm I'm kind of afraid. With all the times you've been on this show, they're going to show up at my house at one in the morning.
5: <laughs> they come, they come there, bro, I'm surprised they haven't. that's the only that's the only time because i don't go on social media and stuff man because of that reason and i don't know it's, listen you should pay for your kids there's no two ways about it i agree with that my dad i believe was a deadbeat this guy's walking like a king now but these people don't want to work with you they don't care man Sorry, are you so are you gonna go, go down, down there like hell yeah okay why not? Yep. I, listen, I just got a warrant. Listen, here's how I got a warrant. I got out of jail, and I said, I, dude, I paid this chick over 4200 bucks. This is last year. I got out of jail, and the guy's like, I, I went down there the first time. and I, I told him when I to get out of jail. I said, yeah, I'll have $1,000 in, like, a couple of weeks. Dude, I even said about the full-tilt poker shit that I was getting money. I mean, these people, you don't believe me I said that. <laughs> I mean, this guy probably didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But you, first off, I don't even see the judge. Like, you're you're in your fucking jail shit, and you're talking to the person over a TV screen. I mean, you guys seen that. I mean, that's what it's like down there, too. But I told him, so I had to go. I didn't have the money. And he's like, I'll, I'll give you three weeks, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't have the money again. he said, if you don't come down here with $1,000, you're going to jail. I was like, well, the race is on again. And that was it. <laughs> but he let, hold up, let me tell you something. They have never... Listen, this was last March. This is right after the Josie Jersey shit. Josie's the one that put me in jail. This is right by March Madness. It's going to be coming on a year. They have never came anywhere again or anything. Nobody. No constables, not the sheriffs, nothing. So probably because they knew they were going to make this deal. I don't understand this. I wish it would have happened last year before I paid the 42 Listen, you should pay for your kids, man. This chick don't, doesn't even need the money. And she doesn't want to work with you when she gets pissed either. And it's all about the chick.
1: It's well, you know what? Move, uh, I, I've, I've been given some information that uh, mm-hmm. since the amnesty starts on Thursday that the, the cops are trying to take one last shot at you. They're actually tracing this call to try to locate you before Thursday and, and uh, come <laughs> get I you.
5: Found good luck. Well, you know where I'm at only, so I'll come find you. In, in the uh,
1: <laughs> in the residential neighborhood. That's the only thing I'll tell you guys. If the, right. if the cops ask yeah. me, I'll say yeah. all I know he Do yeah. si-
5: you believe oh. they're surrounding? Dude, and then how about if I went to Rose's, and dude, Rose was in a little duplex. This is a true story. I came back there after they. I didn't even know they came to our house. They're asking like, "Who's this in this picture?" This blah 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 because Rosa has a bunch of pictures of all the kids. I went upstairs and there's like a bed up there, dude. They fucking took the mattress up, threw it up over the thing, and they didn't even put it back. I mean, like that's what they did. I mean, so they they were trying to see if you were hiding under the bed. Yeah, I guess. Like (laughs) my side (laughs) after the mattress. I mean, dude, if they would have came just like they came the one day after the radio show, I got arrested the next day after the radio show. You know, and Rosa I, I, was
1: know, I, I would, I would. I don't love know to if see... you don't
5: believe that or not.
1: Josie called the cops. No, I, be- I believe you. You know, I, I could totally picture like you're hiding under the bed, like on a TV show, and you see their <laughs> boots walking in, like you see their boots, and you're trying to stay quiet, and then, uh, well, and there's then
5: know where you... no you're hiding under this bed. They just did it to do it, and then, right? and then you, and and then you think no... you're
1: getting away with it, and then they suddenly turn around and rush over and turn over the mattress, and there you yeah. are.
5: And Rose is 90-some 90, 90 years old. She doesn't even go upstairs. So I come upstairs. They have the whole two rooms up there all fucked up. I mean, like, just fucking destroyed. I mean, like, it's, like they're looking for drugs or something. I guess because they get up. They, they went to my mom's, too, and she, said, she told them 100% I wasn't there. I lucked out every time on that shit because some nights I would be there, and then some nights I wouldn't. I just got lucky.
6: Okay. When they came, but
5: they didn't come, like, all the time. I mean, but when they came, I mean, how much money does that cost to bring that many people? I well, mean, less than $17,000. dollars i they're bringing the sheriff bro, with bulletproof vests on pulling guns.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I have <laughs> to the say, before? they're cracking down on you more than I've ever heard of anyone who's a deadbeat dad. They, they really, Dude, they're taking it seriously
5: right there. Down, that's God's my witness. They're taking it seriously there God in Allegheny County.
1: So, um, uh, bad guy. What do you think the chances are? They mustn't. They mustn't take it too serious. They're giving amnesty to everybody. Hey, hey, coppers, if you're listening, this
5: is the bad guy. You know, my, you know who I am. You guys suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, hey, the FBI <laughs> listens to this show, so watch out. That's I true. don't give a fuck.
5: They suck, dude. <laughs> the only reason they got me is because listen, the sheriffs didn't get me. The constables didn't get me. The local police, that I could have thrown a rocket at the fucking police station from my grounds when I was little. What we used to do. Got me. Salvia Township got me. That's the township I live in. That's the huh. cops that got me. That's
1: the residential neighborhood that got you. Okay, so That's right. bad, That's bad right guy, neighborhood. Um, what do you think the chances are of a sequential royal flesh being dealt on the board? So that is, if if you're playing a hand and hold them all the way through, and there ends up being 10 jack, queen, king, ace, exactly in that order. 10 jack, queen, king, ace, in that order, all the same suit being a royal flesh, but it can't be mixed up. It's got to be 10 through ace, one two three four five like that. What are the chances? it's all
5: on the board. Like the, the, the dealer deals it all up.
1: The chance that it's the on the board. Deals. The chance that it's on the board. I read this
5: the other day on your site, but I can't already say it. It's like $750 million to one or
1: something. Well, not quite that high, but it's, it's crazy. It's uh, $78 million to one yeah, that, 78. that this would happen. And it happened at the ARIA. Uh, this past week, and it was uh, tweeted out, and uh, so I don't know personally the person who hit it, but the picture of it was tweeted, and it's amazing—a ten of diamonds, jack of diamonds, queen of diamonds, king of diamonds, ace of diamonds—all in order on the board. And
5: um, now, if you hit that, do you get like if there's like a well, I guess there wouldn't be a bad. No, you get nothing. A, you don't
1: get anything. You get nothing yeah, because yeah. your whole cards are not being used. And in oh. fact, in that well, hand, it wouldn't
4: matter. It, it wouldn't matter anyway because the Aria doesn't. Yeah, because that one's getting beat.
1: Yeah and they well, he, too, and, like and the, the ARIA part. doesn't have a jackpot but uh the, the, uh, the someone flopped a flush on that hand so they got screwed they yeah. flopped a flush and ended up with a royal on the board it was
5: like a two four wasn't
1: it yeah it was like a 1 2 to a 2 4 game i read it on
5: the site i read it yeah so it's I
1: know it's you're it's, it's amazing that this imagine me at the table and a one in seventy-eight million hand happens, and this is live. I'm not talking about online, where there are just many, many millions of hands being dealt all the time. In fact, you know, over you a billion.
5: Have you ever seen it even online?
1: I've never seen it before ever. I mean, that's. A, yeah. I mean, I I haven't not played seventy-eight million. I'm sure it's happened online a lot because there's been way more than seventy-eight million hands. But uh, I've not played anywhere near seventy-eight million hands. Obviously, we're in you know not even close to that. So. Uh, I'll probably never see that, but, but live to see this is amazing. And uh, I, I wonder when, like, how many hands live have been dealt, like, in the last 10 years? on all live games, how many hands have been dealt? I don't know. It's a good question, but I I, I bet not even 78 million. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I, I can't see how 78 million hands <laughs> would have crazy. been dealt yeah. in this time. But uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, one in 78 million and, you know, uh, it's just uh, to be at the table when something happens that's a 1 in 78 million shot is, right. is obscene.
4: That's also – you'd have to take into account that it's dealt all the way to the river as well. So yeah. So was, uh, I think I, the I, odds are actually even higher than they, that. They
1: are, me. yeah, because a lot of hands stop before them. Yeah. Right.
4: I mean 1 in 78 million, that's like – that's just like slightly more odds than I would give on bad guy paying his child. <laughs> that's like crazy. Oh, come on.
5: Guys, <laughs> guys, God, God. listen, listen <laughs> to me. Here's the thing about child support. If you get behind, like say this, say that I let o let's let's pretend I owe twelve hundred bucks and then and then I go down there with four hundred or five hundred and they're still gonna have a warrant. What's the fucking point in I mean, like what's the point in it? There's no point in it. that that's where I got
1: Well, your kid the, gets four hundred
5: bucks presumably, but No, listen. Yeah, right.
4: My kid doesn't get any
5: this chick her dad won the Powerball, bro. I mean, yeah, but they don't – you can't – the police to,
4: can't go on a case-by-case no, I don't, basis. I
5: don't – yeah, you're right on that. You're you're 100% right. You're right on that. I agree with that. Like, you, you can't – whatever they do with the money, if they snort it up their nose, they won't even care down there. They go, oh, oh, whatever. No, I mean, that yeah. that doesn't come into play. It, it's, the, it's the fact of doing it. But here's the thing. If I'm still going to get arrested, then they're going to have to arrest me. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how I felt about it the whole way. But listen, it's not because I don't love my kid. But this put a big damper on the whole situation, man. And now I got amnesty. I'm gonna get a shirt that says that shit. I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> well,
1: that's good. I'm 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 glad the bad guy's gonna get amnesty. There'll be no more hiding in the residential neighborhood, and you can uh, you can come out and. Uh...
5: Well, bro, I didn't have to hide after I got arrested. After I got arrested, I was good for a couple months again. And then, okay. but I was hiding for five years. I yeah. mean, But it's what it is. I don't want to. We don't want to drag the show down. But I got a big, big surprise. You're having a show next week, right? Yeah. I got a big surprise for you next week. Really? I oh, promise man. you. Oh, yeah, but that's all I'm going to leave it at, as long as I don't go to jail <laughs> on Thursday <laughs> or Friday. Mm. <laughs>
1: can you at least tell us who the surprise is, who it's hey, about?
5: Just know this, brother. Hey, it's the bad guy. It's just like Razor Ramon said before. I got a big surprise for you next week. Everybody's going to be shocked, because once the bad guy gets the warrant off his back, it's showtime. And I know you know that. So, everybody, you take care. God bless you. Happy Jewish days, whatever it is, Lots and balls. Whatever you say at the end, I'm not going to be on. Okay. I love you all, but listen, next week, I got a big surprise for you. So don't fucking back out of the show. It's got to be next week, you hear me? It,
1: why, why does it have to be next week? Because it's a big surprise. Just tr- <laughs> Listen,
5: if you ever trust me in your life, trust me this time. I never use this thing as a... Stage, man i'm telling you i got a big surprise everybody's gonna be everybody's gonna be be pleasantly surprised and happy i promise you really okay i'm bringing well, some hey. old folks back hey i'm bringing the old folks back man.
1: all right the very good i got well, a
5: big surprise all right I'll, I'll be here that's next the, week the, that's okay. the only hit you get okay i love you guys man thanks for taking okay. my call and this, if i go to jail i'm coming to your house after
1: okay i, I look forward to that thank Take you
5: i am i know where you live
1: Okay. Very good. Okay. I'm gonna start putting your address out <laughs> there. you, Tell
5: everybody I'm a Grandma Rosa.
1: Jeez. All right. Hi
5: guys, I love you, man. Take care. All bro. right, thank you, See bad, you guy. bad
1: guy. Thank you. So, bad guy, the uh, the comic relief of this program, if you're new to it, but uh, yeah, he's our, our our main comic relief character here, and uh, he, he brings a lot of it. And uh, he, but the, you know, the thing with the child support is serious, so hopefully he'll get that uh, squared away and behind him, and he won't have to worry about that anymore. So, and, uh, and
4: you and you heard the man appointment radio next week. Yeah, or something he said
1: swearing <laughs> something big gonna happen next week. So, um, a man turned himself in. Coming near the end of the show, by the way. I'm going to have to cut off some topics, in fact. But um, yeah, um, a that. man turned himself in two years later after stealing $164,000 from a Prim Nevada casino. Uh, this is not totally clear what happened because it's a card player article and card player is terrible. But uh, anyway, a 22-year-old at the time named um, Del Eugene Warfield III. I think the fact that his name is Del Eugene Warfield III probably contributed to the crime. Uh, he was 22. He was working at the sports book the William, Hero, the William Hill race and sportsbook at the Prim Valley Resort. At uh, this article is not even correct. It says it, it's in State Line. That's actually not true. Uh, State Line, Nevada, is actually by Lake Tahoe. The border town that is between uh, California and Nevada by Vegas is called Prim. Anyway. Which
4: it says in the article as well.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, that's card player for you. So. Yeah. Uh, the he worked in Prim at this Prim Valley Resort, and they had a safe there with 160,000 in it. Now somehow this 22-year-old who worked in the sports book somehow he knew the code to this safe with 160,000. I how he got access to that code, you know why they gave it to him, why they trusted him. I don't know, but but they did, and uh, he had the code. Maybe he saw someone else enter it, but I, I think he actually just had the code. So. What did he do? Well, you know, why not just open up the safe and steal the 160000 and run? That's what he did. He uh, uh, Now, amazingly, it was on video. Somehow he didn't bother to think of that problem. But um, there was no alarm because he entered the right code. So it was on video. They They had him for sure doing it. And not only that, a fellow employee actually witnessed the whole thing. So he wasn't even careful enough to have someone not watching. <laughs> so, so basically, he just like walks up to the safe with another dude watching, enters the code, you know, walks out with 160 grand and, uh, and didn't bother to be concerned about the video. Uh, then he, he realized that he was screwed. And, and right afterwards, he sent a text to his father saying he quote got caught up and that his father would not be hearing from him again. And um, he disappeared for two two years. Uh, for no apparent reason, he showed up and turned himself in. And uh, that was that. He turned himself in. It's not clear if he has any money left. I, I'm wondering if maybe he chunked off all the money and, and realized he didn't have many other options. Like, he, he, uh, he had no right. more money. He couldn't get a job with a situation hanging over him. So he was like, well... You know, fuck it, I gotta go turn myself in at this point and uh, face the music and uh, see, you know, know, serve my time and start over. That must have been what he was thinking. I I have a feeling there's no money left, especially since two years passed. And I I can't imagine that uh, Dell Eugene Warfield III was a very responsible person.
4: Well, I can't imagine anyone dumb enough to steal money and realize afterwards I'm on camera in a casino. and be smart enough to hold on to them.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. It wasn't exactly a uh, the crime of the century. This this wasn't like uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, great <laughs> crime here. So uh, that happened, as I said, it was two years ago, and uh, he just turned himself in recently. Don't have an exact date because it's card player, and they don't tell you these things. So uh, let's see. We will do one more topic and then finish this off. Let me... Take a look at the... we have.
4: There's only two left, uh, Bitcoin and casino bonus, bonus warning, so almost covered everything.
1: You know, uh, so the guy who won the uh, the free roll, and, and congrats to him, Tilted Stone. He's, he's, got a, he's PMing me like his whole address and everything to send him the check, but uh, you need to PM that to me on the forum. You can't do it in the chat because I, I can't do that right now. You need to PM me or email dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com. The PM for the chat is really just to tell me like, quick things to mention in the show. Alrighty. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. Did I lose the agenda? I didn't lose the agenda of the whole show. I think I just lost well, the like agenda. Like I
4: said, there's only two topics left on the agenda. Bitcoin and casino bonus. you're up on top whoring, of it. Okay.
1: So you've done a- uh, let's talk about Bitcoin. I'll talk about the bit, the bonus whoring next week. Uh That guy worked in the uh, Royal Flush with bad guy on the phone. Just like knocked out a topic. Yep, that's like budgeting my time well. Just multitasking. Okay, let's talk about the the MyCoin disaster, and then I'll shut down the show. Um, A Hong Kong Bitcoin exchange called MyCoin is believed to be a three hundred eighty-six million dollar Ponzi scheme. Uh, This is yet another major Bitcoin scandal where people lose massive money, Uh, but this money was actually lost in the form of equity investments. Uh, This was not client deposits. This wasn't like people depositing to uh, Mt. Gox and then just the money disappearing or the bitcoins disappearing as it did. Uh, MyCoin was selling what it described as Bitcoin contracts and then... Under those, they would give their clients a return of uh, a 90 bitcoin uh, on an investment of uh, about 51,000 dollars. Hong Kong 400,000 dollars, which is worth about 51,000 U.S. So, um, and then they were encouraged strongly to recruit more people. So uh, this is where the Ponzi thing got came in where people were promised uh you know amazing returns for these investments and then uh you know people would recruit other people and then uh the whole thing crashed down uh some were reported ca- uh some were being offered prizes like uh, Mercedes-Benz cars for recruiting additional investors uh investors were prohibited from cashing out their investments unless they recruited additional clients so they had to to cash out, they so had to the bring in new money.
4: Definition of a pyramid scheme. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, the biggest victim is believed to have invested over $6 million US. Oh. And uh, none of the clients had any physical documentation backing up their investment. They only had training costs, uh, contracts on the uh, MyCoin exchange. Uh, one female victim who lost uh, $1.3 million said, no one seems to know who's behind this. Everyone says they too are victims, but we're told that those are the higher tiers of the scheme that we could get our money back if we find more clients. So that's the, the constant push. Get, get more clients, you'll get out of this situation. You know, screw, screw others and you'll get out of this yourself. Uh, find other victims and you won't be one anymore. That was the, that was the scheme there. So, uh that has occurred, and um, you know, mainland China has been pretty tough on Bitcoin, but Hong Kong has been pretty lax in their approach to Bitcoin regulation, and now this might change that. So, uh, now Mount Gox lost six hundred fifty thousand in client deposits with six hundred fifty thousand Bitcoin. That is now it's only worth one hundred thirty-seven million today, but at the time, it was worth a lot more when Bitcoin were worth a lot more. But uh, I guess by today's standards, and number of Bitcoins lost, this is the biggest one. Uh, the bitstamp hacking that occurred recently cost $4 million. So, 19,000 Bitcoin. Bitcoin's value at the moment, it's, it's been kind of hanging around the 220 range, 220, 225, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, but right around there for a while now. So, uh, that's where it's settled for the moment. Uh, this MyCoin thing did make it fall from, like, 228 to 215 or something, but it came back to the low 220s. It's sitting at 221 right now. To show you how it's it's not volatile right at this moment, uh, the last 24 hours, it's ranged between 215 and 223, which for Bitcoin is pretty damn stable. Uh, I, I do believe that we'll see another crash and another lower stabilization point, and it'll just keep happening until the Bitcoin value erodes further. So, uh, we still have not seen, since May of 2014, a situation where Bitcoin has risen or recovered and stabilized at a higher level than where it had previously been stabilized. We've seen you know, major falls in a semi-recovery, but we've never seen it where it stabilizes at a rate which was higher than the previous stabilized rate uh, since May. That was the last time it happened. So that's not a good sign. That's, a, that's the biggest indicator that Bitcoin is on its way out and not just in a funk that's going to stop. So it's kind of like a poker player who just every time you check on him, you know, sometimes he's winning, sometimes he's losing, but but every time he doesn't ever seem to be gaining ground.
4: Right. He's trending downwards.
1: Yep, so that's what happened. We'll talk about the uh, bonus whoring and how to get free or cheap hotel rooms, free food, free play at different casinos around Vegas. There is a way to do it, and you can even use your wife or other adults you travel with to do this. Uh, Matt Matt the Rat said I have a call-in question, but uh, okay, Matt the Rat, call in really quickly, I'm gonna... Uh... Really running short on time here.
4: Yeah, well, usually when the show misses a
1: week. Oh, hold on, Matt. I'm to call right back, Matt. I, I was too eager to take this, and uh, I, I put my caller on. I put my co-host on hold. Didn't mean to do that. All
4: right, I'm back.
1: Yeah, you're back. Okay, Matt, call back in here. Sorry about that. Call back in. I'll put you on properly. Now, of course, he doesn't call. I mean, I'm, you know, we're getting out I'm going to end the show if he doesn't call. I mean, it's, Yeah, I don't I was, know
4: if you caught it, but I was saying you know, the show was off for a week, so obviously we have more topics. Than that. Okay,
1: so Matt, now we have two Canadians on this show. Uh, Matt, uh, what's going on? <laughs> hey, do you, I don't know if it was last week
5: or the week before. Remember I called in about the um, the Caesars and the comps and stuff like that and how it was getting more expensive? Yeah. Yep. Um, what I forgot, and I just kind of realized include in, the earlier times that I went in previous years I stayed a shorter amount and you probably know where I'm going going with this, Todd. That I'm I planned a fourteen day trip and that's why it was cost and they then I phoned in, I said, Well why does it show comp, comp, comp on the calendar? and they go, Oh you can only stay five days, and then you have to go two days on right, a non-Caesars right. property. Yes. So maybe maybe you could just elaborate on that because I can do the old five days and go two days at like yes. the Gold Coast and then back. Yes, So yes. I'll let you talk about that. Okay,
1: okay. I'll quickly talk about that. If Yeah, if you have comps with Caesars, you do need to do that. The most you can stay is five days, and at some properties I think it's four. Uh, but the most you can stay is five, and then you have to go – stay at a different property or stay with a friend. You just cannot stay at a Caesars property. Even if you pay, you can't stay there if you want to have comps again uh, right after that. So what you'd have to do is, for example, stay five at at a Caesars property uh, that are comped and then go to an MGM property for two nights or you know some other property in Vegas, whatever you feel like going to. And then two nights after that, or, or then after those two nights are done, you come back. So First through fifth nights are at the Caesars property, sixth and seventh are at the MGM property, then eighth through twelfth, you know, another five nights you can get at Caesars property comp provided that uh, they'll give that to you. So uh, that's pretty standard. Even seven stars have to do that unless they get uh, an exception made by their host, which uh, is harder and harder to get these days. So, yeah, that's uh, something you should keep in mind. So if you need to stay a lot of consecutive days, like during the World Series, you should make sure not to book more than five days at a time or it's, I think the higher-end properties like Caesars, I think it's four. But uh, I know the real, you can do five. And that's it for this week. And it's good as my voice is starting to fail a little bit I still have this cold, and I, I made it through this show pretty well considering that. Thank you, Daredevil, for co-hosting yet again in the permanent co-host spot. Sorry, permanent guest co-host spot. Uh... What, what, what did I just do? Oh, my gosh. What did I just do here? <laughs> this was an accident, but I, I guess this will work. This is not the official version of the song. but uh, like it's playing at a different speed. Uh, I, I think this is just like someone playing it on their home piano. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Todd. You don't have this bookmark. Well, whatever. It, it works. Uh, so we'll be back next week for Bad Guy Twenty Three Surprise. This is kinda of tilting me this music. Uh, February seventeenth, six thirty PM, we're there about till ten something PM probably Pacific time. And we'll have a free roll and uh, maybe we'll have Daredevil back. Who knows? And uh, we'll have to talk about the casino bonus whoring at that point. Jeez. I think I could play better than this. I used to play. How the long is this one? This is like four minutes. I'm not going to go through it all. I'm just going to end in the middle. East. This is really an accident. I just hit the wrong thing, and this came on. I, I think someone's taking some creative license with this song.
4: It's like a more depressing
1: version. <laughs> this, this is like what Archie played when uh, Edith died. I think that's what uh, you know. If I, if I were uh, if I were one of the stars of All in the Family, this is actually what I'd want played at my funeral. <laughs> okay, so that's it. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Daredevil. Thank you, Bad Guy, for your call and uh, for telling us all about your child support situation. And, uh, and I'm not going to let this whole thing go for four minutes. So good night, everybody. Shalom. And we'll see you next week.